Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a roundtable edition of Tuesday Night Jaw on the Distraction Pieces Network. Uh, I'm Jim Smallman. I'm kind of the host. Um, Not with the most. Um, I don't really have much of anything apart from love for wrestling. I got out of that one. No idea where I was going. I started down a path. Didn't know where I was going. Um, Before we get started, some plugs from me. Um, If you want to support this podcast, then just, you know, recommend it to people. Rate and review it on iTunes or wherever you choose to get your podcasts from. Point people at jimsmallman.com slash tnj. Tweet me at jimsmallman. Use the hashtag TuesdayNightJaw. More people will see the hashtag. More people will get involved with the discussion about wrestling. More people will come towards this podcast. More listeners. Hooray. Brilliant. Then loads of people talking about wrestling, which is exactly what we want. Um, Also, uh, support my little wrestling company, uh, progresswrestling.com, demand-progress.com to watch all of our shows. And um, if you look through uh, the Progress Twitter feed or my Twitter feed at the moment, um, you will see that there is a a documentary being made by Elixir Media, a a lovely man called Dale. He's making a film called This Is Progress, and he's crowdfunding it via Kickstarter. The crowdfunding was launched yesterday may the 1st uh and it made about eight grand on its first day it's made another couple of grand today so it's up to ten thousand pounds um like with all kickstarter things there's about 30 days to make uh, the funding total that dale needs to make the film uh, which is twenty five thousand pounds um if he makes it in 30 days brilliant the film gets made all these people get cool rewards and you can see all the rewards um uh, on the page that's linked to on my my twitter feed um if it doesn't get made or it doesn't reach his target you get your money back so, you know, Kickstarter is kind of a cool thing to do. Lots of the really cool Kickstarter rewards went yesterday, like training sessions with Mark Haskins, training session with Jimmy Havoc. Uh, someone, uh, Alistair is his name, uh, paid uh, to have his own entrance at a progress show, which is pretty cool. Um, you can choose whether or not you cheer or boo him. Um, uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so there's loads of cool rewards. Even if you just want to chuck a couple of quid in, it will go towards a total of making, you know, hopefully a featured-length documentary about progress wrestling. You can watch the short version for free already on YouTube. The feature-length one, you know, Dale wants to take it to film festivals and put it in a limited release in the cinemas and stuff like that. And that's crazy. Just the thought that Simon Mayo and Mark Kermode might review a film about progress on Five Live is nuts. Hopefully you get a better review than Entourage. That's the. I mean, just that's the base level of review. Because if you've not seen uh, Mark Kermode's review of Entourage, go and watch it. It's on YouTube. Um, it's tremendous. 
so yeah, if you want to if you want to support that, you've got a few quid lying around. Please do. We will be super grateful. And um, we're not making the film. I must stress this. We're in the film. It's a new. It's an independently made film about our company. Dale just happened to kind of like what we were doing and want to get on board with it. So um, yeah, uh, the documentary is called This Is Progress. Look it up. Contribute some money to the Kickstarter. Uh, I'd be super grateful. Thanks. Right, guests. Guest number one. He is to bread what I now am to meat. Um, in the he, he has nightmares about it and no longer eats it. I mean, that's why I don't eat meat anymore. Um, Matthew Richards. Hello. Hi. Um, you all right? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling really, really smug <laughs> about your new moral ailment. Yeah. So to explain, I'm now a vegetarian. Um, I'm not a vegan yet because I'm not in British Strong Style. Um, but. Yeah. My goal is to be a vegan and, and by the end of the year. It's hard. It's hard to go from being the most carnivorous man in the world, which mm. I was. Like, like sometimes doing Tuesday Night Jaw, if, if, say I was here in Chris's front room, I would just eat a turkey leg. And um, that's not true. I'd never eat meat off bones. It's always freaked me out. So um, I, I'm perfectly comfortable saying this. I tweeted about it. I was having legitimate nightmares about animal suffering ever since my son was born nine months ago. I don't know where these came from. I'm not. I like animals, but I'm not super animal rights or anything like that. I always want animals to be treated well, but I, it's never something that's bothered me. I've never been bothered about eating meat. And in the last nine months, it's been constantly in my head. And I had, genuine, I stopped at the services on the M3. I had a McDonald's because I was starving. I was running late for a gig. And I thought, I've got five minutes. I'm just going to close my eyes because I'm shattered. And I closed, I closed my eyes and I had awful nightmares. Woke up and went, I'll never eat meat again. And I haven't. I had a vegetable curry before this. Um... And I feel good. I mean, crucially, I mean, I can still eat meat. It won't kill me. Unlike mm. you, if you eat bread, you explode. Yeah, but like you explode like one of the enemies in I've Fist got, of the North Star. It's true, but I've also got <laughs> scientific research to suggest why I can't do it. You just cried yourself to sleep <laughs> over the fact that you, you feel bad about eating a chicken. Wow. Yeah. Fuck. Oh dude. yeah. You oh, started yeah. this aggressively. I don't. I don't. Oh, Fred, I picked you up to save you walking here. I um. I oh. don't feel like I'm needed now. I feel <laughs> like Matthew's picked up my role. So um, we also have uh, Chris Brooker as an omnivore. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I have here. I'm going to tap this. A plate upon which is a wrap containing breaded chicken, and you can go both fuck yourself. <laughs> Yeah, to be fair, we should we shouldn't be arguing. We, no, we, 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 we should now... be gagging up on the mic. Yeah. It's clearly bigger than both of us. Yeah, there is also good <laughs> logic that, as well. What's yeah. that? You're going to fight me, Jim? Are you sure you got the strength now? Have you? Put your hand up if you're vegetarian. Am I right? Bloody hell! I'm going to work in men's club in 1980. <laughs> <laughs> I am so like you know. Regular, you know regular... Uncle William is going to be even more worried about you I now. Know. I know. I well. I, to be fair, I did have a sam. I, I went into a subway earlier on. This is true. I've got, I was going to tweet this, but I decided against it. I went into a subway earlier on because sometimes you look on the menu and there's a thing called a veggie delight. Yeah. I was thinking, oh, that's amazing. It's just a solid fucking sandwich. Of course it is. Yeah, of course it is. I yeah. thought they put like maybe like maybe some kind of bean burger sort of substitute. Well, they've got a veg- <laughs> they have a vegetable patty. No, they don't. Don't have the subway. Do you know why? Because it, it tasted like a, a something you put a mug on to stop it staying in the table. Um, in and out Burger in America, I was over there with my evil ex, who, um, <laughs> you're only laughing because you know there's no exaggeration. It's, it's, it's completely true. My version of... I just can't Chris... believe you just put it out there like that. This is 
is already. This is already. She won't be listening. She'll be at home fearing change. Mm. Now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, good we peaked. You. We you peaked. set the bar right with we, that thing earlier. I had to get over it, but it's true. So we went to In and Out Burger in the states, um, which is a lovely burger out in the great. west west coast. And um, they have a secret menu, and it turns out that they had a vegetable burger. Um, and my evil ex was a vegetarian; he didn't like vegetables. So anytime she she went to Subway, <laughs> she just had like a cheese and onion sandwich. It's like, why are you bothering? Um, so she said, so she said, can I can I have a vegetarian burger? The only one, oh yeah, yeah. Um, but can I have that without lettuce and without tomato? Fair enough. And this magnificently wrapped burger arrived. She opened it. And vegetarian just meant they didn't put the burger in. But they charged they charged her full price for a warm onion roll. A warm onion roll. And I felt terrible at the time. But no, I... Because I, I thought... I see things in the, the subway tray and I go... Some of that, and I've never asked. There's a couple of things I've looked at and gone, I think they look like... Well, I remember we had a corner or something. Mm. And I was like... Whatever the veggie delight is, it's going to be fine. Uh, but no, it was just, it was a salad sandwich. It's like when, they, when, when you go to, to somewhere that sells burgers and stuff, and I'm like, oh, my, do you have a gluten-free option? And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm kind of like, all right, so it's going to be a gluten-free bun. And then they're like, yeah, we can give you a lettuce wrap. I'm like, that's that's not a replacement that's, or a that's, substitute. That that's... sounds like something you would use to treat um, a, a, a corn in yeah the, you know, yeah a veruca back in the 1800s and, a lettuce wrap and and they and they, they're so like positive about it and it's like the problem is with a lettuce wrap is it's, it's got no sustain, sustainable you will yeah. get yeah, you'll get like, 10 minutes about being vegetarian by the end of the year without once being preachy you'll get 10 minutes of idiocy from places like applebee's in the states where again with aforementioned ex um she hissed her way in to the <laughs> the front desk <laughs> <laughs> This is the one I know, right? No. Oh, is it not? No. Oh, okay. No. Are you just saying that because we're, we're recording? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. It's not the one I know. No. The one before her? Yeah. Okay, right. Okay. Yeah. I feel less bad laughing now. That's okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, went to Applebee's and did the, have you got a vegetarian menu? And they had to go off and have a little con- conversation with themselves. Okay. I got the manager. And they said, can I help you? I said, yeah, do you have a vegetarian menu? He said, well, we do fish. So we left. I, so I went into my first meal as a, I went to watch Guardians of the Galaxy 2. <laughs> and uh, I was staying in a hotel in High Wycombe. Because, you know, you classy, things, classy things man. are going well. <laughs> so holiday in. Well, I, 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 I won't stay in travel lodges anymore because I wake up, they give me nightmares as well because all the layouts are the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you wake up and you don't know what town you're yeah. in. Um, and, and of all the Wycombes, yeah. It's the best one, isn't it? I genuinely think I fell asleep in a, a travel lodge in Reading once and the next morning got up in one in Manchester. I'm fairly certain that happened. I'm fairly sure there are time portals. We had to pull yeah. a lot of strings to make that happen, but totally <laughs> worth it. But um, So I went to Gardens of the Galaxy, and I, I, again, I'm not vegan, I'm vegetarian, and I thought, I'm going to ease myself in, and I went to a Frankie and Benny's, because mm-hmm. it was the only place I could eat, eat some lunch. I went to Frankie and Benny's, and I, I went in and, and, um, and looked, looked at the menu, and, and if you do own a restaurant... Um, there's nothing wrong with putting vegetables in vegetarian options. I'm fine with that. Um, and I had a, a pizza called the California, which I have avocado on, which it turns out I now like. I never used to. Um, and You'll be on olives before you know no, it. I won't. Olives can fuck off. So they're like Agreed. weird, salty fucking grapes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just like Chris's ex. I've never met... <laughs> um, <laughs> just, this is just a note. Just 
at Jim Smallman, hashtag Tuesday Night Short. Have you ever met anyone who's non-working class... Sorry, who's non-middle class who likes olives? I'm working class. I've never met anyone working class no. who likes olives. Not one single person. No. I, I think you can only. I think there's something if you're middle class. There's, there's different developed taste buds that make you like. Well, see, like my 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 dad's pretty working class, but born in Merthyr in South Wales. You're gonna be, but he now he sods off to South of France every other oh, week. He's changed. He's changed. He, he loves <laughs> he loves olives. He loves like really expensive wine and cheese. So he's changed, man. Um, also, by the way, I'd just like to say, welcome to the greatest wrestling podcast in the world. <laughs> this is going to be fucking brilliant, hey, guys. you want five-star ratings? We'll give you five-star ratings on fucking vegetarian places. <laughs> um, so, um, one thing I must genuinely say is, yeah, the, the thing I was making about all Frankie and Benny's vegetarian options have goat's cheese in, which is one of the worst inventions ever. So, um, like, you don't... Can't, go, can't go wrong with a nice goat's cheese and olive salad. Cool. Um, so... One thing I would say is, I put a, a status up on Twitter and on Facebook, and all of my friends, including these two bellends, were really, really lovely about the fact that I had some kind of weird epiphany slash breakdown where I decided <laughs> to become a vegetarian. Um, and loads of people were really helpful on Twitter, and loads of people who, loads of listeners to Tuesday Night Jaw, have sent me links to places to go and eat and recipes and stuff like that and I genuinely appreciate it so thank you very very much what he doesn't know is next week in Norwich we're going to sell a tape loads of chickens to the top of his hotel room <laughs> <laughs> and shine a red light through I hate you um, so um, I mean we watched Payback um, you've not introduced you Oh, there you go. Did I just say Chris Brooker? You don't have to. I well, mean, I'm not... He knows him now. I mean, we're yeah. in Manchester. It's YouTube, dickheads. That's basically yeah, how it works. Um, Chris Brooker is here. Hi, Chris. Hi, Jim. Let's do plugs. Let's get plugs out of the way now. So, um, because it, what everyone's li- no one's listening for our plugs. What you're all listening mm-hmm. to is you want to know what we make out of a tractor going backwards with no one on it. So, um, so, oh. um, and, and I've got a spoiler for you. Loved it. Now, um, mm. <laughs> people give me proper shit because I was tweeting going, I love this. And people were giving me so much shit. And I'm like, come on, open your minds. Um, so, <laughs> you, you are wrestling's Kawato. Oh, it's like, oh, just come on. Um, Our gimmick Chris, match is mutant. <laughs> Chris, plug some stuff. Okay, um, Salita have a burger on at the moment. I fucking hate you. <laughs> Uh, which is two patties, cheese, panko breaded black pudding, uh, bacon, and with dipping gravy on the side. It's only on for another week. I saw that on Twitter today, coinciding with me trying to eat more healthy. So, uh, never mind. Um, but on May 21st, uh, Future Shot Wrestling, brought to you in association with Cockadoodle Moo, Stockport's finest barbecue restaurant, <laughs> is uh, <laughs> presenting our next show. And we've got a great lineup. Send it to my dad for this, by the way. Eventually, I am everyone's dad. Oh. This is how it works. Um, futureshotwrestling.co.uk we have uh, yet another stack card um, not everyone shouts about us but they will be we've been doing it well we've been doing it quietly we're not being quiet anymore our main event um, two hosses Rampage Brown Tyson T-Bone they've got a grudge Hoss 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 I was confused with Hoss that's a double berserker match or Hoos which is where Scottish people live <laughs> This is going to be... You know what I said? Let's keep this one for two hours. Yeah. We're not through the fucking plugs yet. No. Come on. Yeah, anyway, okay. carry on. Um, yeah, Future Wrestling at UK. Rampage versus T-Bone. Sonna Durson versus The World. This time he takes on Flash Morgan Webster. Massive six-man tag. Uh, Abel Stevens with Joey Hayes. More matches to come. Get your tickets. Ring size sold out. Um, 
and come and see what I, I like to refer to as the Pixar wrestling, in that we're for all ages, but we're not shit. We are fantastic. And you try us once, you'll be hooked. I like it. Like smack. Like smack. For kids. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe veto that tagline. Yeah. Right, Matthew, plug some up. Uh, yeah, Fight Club Pro on May 19th. Yes, May 19th, <laughs> Fight Club Pro. I'm Ron. I'm Ron. I'm Ron. I'm Ron. <laughs> This is going well. This is going really so well. Yeah, May 19th, uh, Fight Club Pro, it's our hangover show. Uh, it's sold out, so you can't come. Uh, unless you bought tickets and cheers. Uh, we've not announced any matches, but it's going to be sick. We've got vegan and vegetarian friendly ice, so knock yourself out, lads. Um, Full of gluten, though, so yeah. that's fucked. But no, seriously, like, we, like Fight, Fight Club, we, we've been quietly killing it and then we had a weekend that was genuinely one of the biggest weekends i mean it was a big thing you got the ring announced yeah so just talk me through the fact you wore a beige t-shirt oh well i i I had it i had a a denim jacket on i had i had a denim jacket on um yeah so it's a massive, massive event. Could have wore a Fight Club t-shirt. That's all I'm saying. I wore a Fight Club no, t-shirt on like, Saturday when yeah, I, uh, you know, yeah, repped but, the brand. Yeah, but like everyone, everyone keeps saying I'm a shit you, so I can't like <laughs> dress like a shit you, can I? So I was like, what's the only Everything up from the waist down, it was the same. I know. <laughs> all right, my mates. Um, but yeah, no, like um, yeah, he did a very good job. I'm not. I'm not just saying this. You did a very yeah. good job as ring announcer. It's not hard, you know, to it's get excited. It's genuine. Uh, all three of us ring announce. It's not hard to ring announce. No, it's not. Oh no, no, wait. It's easy to do it badly. Yeah, oh yeah, it. yeah. I'm going to do a whole show. Um, I'm going to do a whole show at least once, wearing a bow tie and a proper full tuxedo, doing a proper. Hey, he's a German. Yeah. I'm going to do a proper one like <laughs> that. Are you going to do the uh, the Willie Real story there? And his opponent. Uh, Who's this twat? <laughs> Pretty much. Um, speaking as as a neutral observer, um, so I went to Fight Club's training school yesterday Yeah, just to do a little promo class and to watch the trainees and I had a lovely time. Um, I'm a big fan of Fight Club Pro. I'm a big fan of Future Shock. Not just because you're my friends and you're involved in them, because they're good companies doing things right and Britain is full of good companies doing things right. Um, and we should salute all of them. We As progress, we get a lot of, we get a lot of plaudits because we've got this is my podcast that I talk about all the time but also we're going five years and we've got, we've got fans overseas and stuff like that and, mm-hmm. and we've had a good run of it but the British wrestling scene in order to survive especially when people are getting signed everyone needs to work together everyone needs to recommend stuff that is cool so you know if you are in the Manchester area go and see Future Shock if there's a show on if you're in the West Midlands go and see Fight Club Pro if they've got a show on um, if you want to train and you happen to live, if you happen to live in London, train at the Projo. You happen to live in the Northwest, train with Future Shop. You happen to live in the Midlands, train with Fight Club Pro. Okay? And I'm not just saying this because my friends are here. They're good companies. I, you hear me all the time talking about other good companies. ICW are a good company. Rev Pro are a good company. Southside are a good company. Chaos are a good company. You're going to have to name company. all of them. Or I'm not going to name all of them. Keep going. Um, uh, <laughs> so I'm going to run out. Um, but, but wrestling is great at the minute. And, you know, don't just stick to one company. Like, go and watch loads of stuff. It's, Enjoy. it's great. Wrestling's brilliant. That's why we all listen to this. That's been That's great. why I'm friends with these two blokes. Yeah. Well, listen, it's been brilliant, guys. Uh, so, should we do this again? <laughs> yeah. Because, right, you know when I get together with these two, um, we, like, we like to do a pun-based game. So, as uh, Payback was all about, I mean, most of your questions are to do with the House of Horrors match. So, um, 
the pun-based game we're going to do. And you play along, at Jim Smallman, hashtag Tuesday Night Jaw, play along with this, is uh, wrestling horror films. Wrestling horror films, you know how it works, get a wrestler's name into a horror film. Uh, New Day the 13th. Nice. That's good. Nice. Uh, the B. Brian Blair Witch Project. Oh, oh <laughs> very good. Frankensteiner. But but the trouble is that was already a pun on Frankenstein. <laughs> all right. In the we same way, all right. This is this is why I didn't go with Nightmare on Helm Street because that's what he called his good. move. Um, the Nexusist. Oh, yes, yeah, 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 I knew yeah. I had that one in my barrel. All right, lined up. Mm-hmm. Um, we will. Um, uh, it'll happen. Can we have an MMA one? Yeah, if you want. Why you asking us? I want an MMA one because then you can have pride and prejudice and the zombies. No, you can't. So, yeah, throughout the podcast we will be popping up with these, but wrestling horror films, I'm really proud of. Oh, The Cabin in the Xavier Woods. Nice. Nice. Somewhere Andrew Southern is is bursting right now. This is this is your moment to shine, my friend. Oh, oh, brawn of the dead. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bravo. Um, this is this is going to go on for quite some time. Um, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Crimson Peak. Ooh, the devil in rejects. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. nice. Um, I'm, I think I've peaked. I, I should never peak with my best one to start with, but the B. Brian Blair Witch Project. That was great. Yeah, it was um, let's talk about Payback, baby. Um, that, was <laughs> the, that was to the tune of Let's, let's talk, talk About, about Sex. All the good things yeah, yeah. and the Bite, bad things. Salt and pepper. In w- to a lesser w- extent, <laughs> Spinderella. Um, she was underrated. She was. Backbone um, of that group. The Liam Lazarus effect. Um, oh, very nice. Thanks, man. Um, uh, right. Bear with me. I've got me get my email up so we can talk about what we were doing. So, um, I've, got, I've got a couple of general questions. Oh, well, I've got one general question before we start. Obviously, we set the pun question. Um, it's from Neil Sedgwick. Um, and he wants to know, uh, is the too sweet chance for a two count the current most annoying thing in wrestling? Um, it's one of them. <laughs> It's there's almost a you know a a, a, a freaking Watch Mojo top ten list waiting to be made here, isn't there? It's, mm-hmm. it's I, I was baffled. I, I I think I feel like I was there when this horrible deformed baby was born because it <laughs> seemed to kick off over Orlando weekend in in uh, at WrestleMania. Yeah, and at first I was going, why are they all shouting three? And then I realised they were doing the hand gesture as well. And I just went, none of you have touched boobs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, if they've listened to you talk about your ex for the first part of this, they'd, no one ever wants to. But they still did. <laughs> All of them, didn't they? <laughs> what? Um, I've the, moved on. The, Ten years, I've moved on. <laughs> the giant Babadook. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes! Yeah. Come on! Yeah. <laughs> Delighted with myself. Is guys. that a um, is that a list of horror movies? Or not, at all. not at all. Not at all. Not at all, guys. What else is annoying? We've discussed a lot of these. The counting head of the referee, annoying. Uh, shouting ten at everything when Ty Dillinger isn't in a match, annoying. Shouting Moose when Moose isn't in a match or even on the show, annoying. Or in the country. And Moose is a nice guy. He's a no point when Moose has messaged me. Is he gone? Progress should book me because I've got my own champ. 
Moose <laughs> I really want to wrestle. I really want to wrestle in the UK. I like it in the UK. That's cool. Yeah. Um, but and I'm really, really sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, one bloke tried to do the moose thing at a progress show, and you just hear people around and going, "Mate, fuck off." <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I like as well. Is that that the progress have started to police, and the, both these guys chant. Someone tried to start that last progress show, and everyone just went, eh. and someone went, "Mate, pick a fucking side." <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the most annoying my least favourite thing in, in wrestling is is fans chanting we are awesome which they tried at the Raw after Wrestlemania this year and you could hear people going nah don't do that nah. don't do that no 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 and this is when when people one thing that I, this is this is a really meta thing to annoy me right <laughs> one thing that annoys me the most is fans complaining about fans going into business for themselves Right. Are you, you complaining <laughs> about fans yeah. complaining so, about fans? So oh, it, Jesus. I, I read a lot of articles, cause, mainly because I have... If an article comes up, or if a review of a, of a progress show comes up and my name's in it, it will pop up in my, my emails because I have Google alerts of my name. Because I'm a comedian and I like to make sure I've not forgotten any gigs I'm meant to be doing. And um, <laughs> that has happened. I've had a Google alert for a gig that night. I realised I hadn't written it in my diary. I used to use the City Light section of the Manchester Evening News in the same way. Nice. So, um, and every now and again, someone, and it's one of those things, it's, it's, it's a phrase that I think people use and they don't necessarily know what it means. So it's, it's one of those things that, that people say because they think it makes them sound more knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. Fans do sometimes go into business for themselves. Fans chanting does not necessarily mean they've gone into business for themselves. No. So fans establishing a good atmosphere is not that. And I've seen people get it wrong. Mm-hmm. So people complaining that fans have gone into business for themselves is something that really bugs me. It's, it's ignore, ignoring what's happening. Yeah. It's whenever people tune out of what's actually happening in front of them in the interest of doing something that is irrelevant... And detracts from what's actually happening. Yes. To the point where the nature of pro wrestling, it's always going to be a little bit like the Rocky Horror Show, in that we've, we've you know, there's there's things that we react to. It's a lot of spandex and a lot makeup. Of spandex, <laughs> a lot of makeup. And frankly, Matt, your calves look amazing in heels. I, I, I'm not going to argue with that. No, it's true. Um, Dr. Jekyll and DJ Hyde. Oh, no. I'm going to take that off you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to take that off you. Because this is bullshit. It is. That's, it's my podcast. It's performance enhancing drugs. <laughs> Mate. Mate, I'm straight edge. I'm not having performance enhancing drugs. You've um, changed since you stopped eating real food. <laughs> um, <laughs> would you stop doing that if you had a nightmare about podcasts and pad- iPads Absolutely. being abused? Um, anything else that annoys yeah. us about wrestling currently? <clears throat> uh, no. No, it's generally pretty good. It's fine. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm... I mean, something will come up. There's a question that comes up in a bit. I mean, we do like to complain about stuff. Um, because we're wrestling fans. Yeah. Um, I, the whole point of this being a positive wrestling podcast is, I mean, if, if you've tuned into this hoping that we're going to absolutely destroy payback, you've come to the wrong place. <laughs> not going to happen. Um, but, you know, it's just not because... It, well, I enjoyed it for a start. That's uh... I genuinely enjoyed the whole show. And yeah. yeah, there's some bits on it that are, are erring towards the side of bonkers. But... <laughs> but it doesn't mean you can't enjoy it. And and I think going into anything with... And the amount of people who are tweeting me going, why are you staying up for it? Why are you watching it? What's the point of watching it? It's going to be dreadful. Well, all right, well, don't you're still it. staying up and watching it. Well, don't watch mm-hmm. it. Go to bed. If you don't, if you don't want to, and I, I will admit that having recently streamed a wrestling TV show on one of these streaming sites where they have a chat room, 
mm. with with Moat, which is the equivalent, I believe. That's probably the closest I'm going to get to playing Call of Duty online yeah. and the level of discourse that takes place. You know, it's like watching hamsters fight. It's <laughs> it's rotten, but it's people going, "This is terrible." And do any of you like wrestling? If you hate it, go do something else. Yeah, mm. and. You know, the the advantage of that is if you really dislike it, people, no one's watching and no one's going. Fine. I, mean, I mean, if you want something more realistic, watch MMA. If you want something faker, watch horse racing or boxing. It's quite easy. You know, just just choose choose your own thing. It's fine. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. if, you, if you feel the need to be negative about it. And, and I, I said this at the end of every progress show. I always notice the one person who complains about something and not the <laughs> 699 people who loved every minute. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm already my own biggest critic, be it comedy or wrestling or writing or whatever. Everything I do, I criticise because mm-hmm. so you get good at stuff. But I always notice the person is being negative about it, and it's the same. Like if you, you're not going to get through to me. I'm not going to change how I run my company if you complain about something. All you're going to make me want to do is send you a message that says, um, "Feel free to start your own." Mm-hmm. Like if you, if you, if you, if your opinion on. And everyone's allowed an opinion. You don't have to like everything, but if all you, if you are universally negative about everything that wrestling has to offer, then maybe stop watching it. Right. This occurred to me, um, having read one person... Oh, not read. Having had, on the drive back from the last program show, one person's feedback read to me. Oh, I, um, yeah, I know. Um, and, and again, talk to their feedback. Absolutely. Here's the thing. Um, from my point of view, if I book a flight somewhere, mm-hmm. I know whether I'm going to... When I'm on a plane, I know whether I'm comfortable, whether I'm happy, whether it's too warm, too hot, whether I feel like it's safe, whether the cabin crew are looking after me, whether it took me the right time to get into the plane, whether it's worthwhile, whether it's a decent one, whether the price is right. I, I know whether it's good or bad from my point of view, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's that's me being a consumer. And I can say that was good, that was bad. However, oh, oh by the way, I also have a fundamental understanding, basic understanding of how planes work air goes under you know it creates uplift and the engine certain speed i understand the basic physics of how this big metal thing with people and goes in the sky right however this doesn't mean they're going to give me a go flying it (laughs) you know i i know what i want from a a flight and i know how it works but i can't fly it and i can't build one and that is i think something that people forget yeah with wrestling yeah arm drag me to hell Oh, nice. Oh, very lovely. Good work. You've opened up a... You've brought moves into it. Yeah. Mm. Just thought. Oh! Uh, I know what you did last summer, Ray. Oh! I was still at summer. I've been putting in my head going, there is something there. That's the one that's been going round and round and round and round. And I was like, come on. Um, I love how we interspersed a really serious point with us dicking around with a pun. You're welcome. That's probably what some people hate about wrestling. Um, Right. Pre-show. Bam. One match on the pre-show, uh, Enzo and Large Cass against Carl uh, Anderson and Luke Gallows. Um, I just might just start mispronouncing people's names on purpose. Um, um, it was what it was. It was it was good fun. As those te- those guys, it feels like those guys have wrestled each other a lot on I the think, telly. I think that they're they're having to scrabble a little bit because the revival are on the shelf. Yeah. And I think they're going to... It does feel a bit familiar, but I like the match. Why the revival on the shelf? Just um, Dash Wilder broke his jaw. Oh, that's a harsh injury. Although, yeah. I mean, Damon Moser broke his jaw. Um, uh, and I thought he'd still be out for ages. No, it's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, it heals pretty quick. 
So yeah. fingers crossed. Well, he, he should be back. So that's that's all I'm good. But um, also, uh, Renee Young on the pre-show, yes. who was wearing a striped blazer, yes, yeah. and had her hair up. I thought she looked quite nice. She didn't look. Sometimes with her hair up, she can look a bit severe. But I still think she looked. She looked more relaxed. Than she <laughs> yeah, really she was chilled out. She was chilled out. Yeah. I'm not doubting it. Chris has got a scrapbook. Oh yeah, <laughs> Renee Young's looks. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's I got mean, his own um, Renee Young lookbook. The devil's in the detail, Jim. Let's be honest. If she's putting the effort in, we need to appreciate that. Yeah. And. Um, also, it meant you know. What did you say she looked like? Beetlejuice Robinson. Oh, I'm, just there. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I'm not going to allow that because technically that's a comedy. It's a horror film. No, it's an offbeat comedy. At Jim's moment, hashtag Tuesday Night Jaw is Beetlejuice a horror film? I did Day-o. quite. I did quite enjoy um, whatever. Uh, Jerry the King was wearing. He kind of looked like he should have been an extra in in a Flow Rider. Sort of video with, and I think I pointed this. I pointed this out on the WrestleMania roundtable. I have technically seen Flo Rida live twice. <laughs> Two different WrestleMania. <laughs> You're kidding! I had to sit through Kid Rock once. Um, Ultimo Dragon Me to Hell. Oh, nice! Uh, what? Uh, it's long. <laughs> That's a man who's like, don't make my idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fuck off. Um, um, but yeah, no, it was fun, wasn't it? Tag. And it, well, and, and it, uh, like you say, if they are having to scramble around a little bit, it's a shame because it does feel they've got four really, really. They've got good tag teams everywhere, but it feels like they've got four really good tag teams on Raw, and obviously the revival coming back, mm-hmm. and then it will shake things up a little bit. So my that's going to a bit of a holding pattern. Doesn't stop those matches from entertaining. Doesn't stop Enzo and Cass from being entertaining. No. But the more I watch them, the more I think, when are they going to have Cass go on his own? Because he is. Give him, give him time. It, the, the t- it's. I reckon it'll be an opportunity. It was like when he had his last run on his own for a little bit. It was because Enzo was hurt. He was hurt. So I think it will happen organically. And, and that's for the best. It's when not, they it's don't not a knock on Enzo. Them. I think Enzo's yeah. great. Plus, plus, let's not forget, the value of them is... Do you remember... Because you, you, you obviously went to those NXT shows, their first UK tour over here. Did you go yeah. to any of those? I don't think so. Right. Every night, they sent Enzo and Cass out first. Mm-hmm. Because everyone goes nuts for them. Yep. And... Yeah. Oh, hang on. Was it? Do we go Nottingham? No, that was the most recent one, I think. Oh, I don't. And Black, anyway, Black, but Blackpool. But, yeah, um, and and the uh, Newcastle as well. They yeah. they sent that. They were the first people on the first NXT tour show, and it's because they everyone goes nuts for them. Yeah. So they will not rush them apart, and nor should they. I think what's interesting about them is they're they're both good wrestlers. Mm-hmm. They've both got a lot. They've got a lot more to learn still because they're both quite young and, and new to it still. Yeah. But I think that having met Enzo, the thing I find really weird is that. You think Enzo's tidy? He's not. No, Enzo's taller than me. Like yeah. <laughs> he, he and he, he is that person all the time. Yeah, he will end up. He'll end up being a huge star. He might not end up being someone who's got loads and loads of titles, but he will end up being someone who always you, has got a place in wrestling. Imagine him with his own interview segment, or it wouldn't surprise me to see him in commentary at one point. Yeah, mm. and he can do both. He can be a really good babyface. He can be a really annoying heel. Mm-hmm. Whereas Cass, I just look at Cass and go, you know. He's six eight six nine. I know they say seven foot tall. He's not quite, but but he's perhaps if they taught him that a bit harder. <laughs> but well, you can't teach that. Everyone knows. Um, but I think WWE must look at him and go, "Well, he's great because he mm-hmm. he's he's intelligent because he, he was trained to be a doctor, wasn't he? Before he became a wrestler, um, legitimate sporting background, tall, athletic, handsome, can talk, has everything going for him. And the little bit that he had that that four way." Um, Universal title qualifier match like he looked great in that 
and and you know there's a there's a big old upside to him. And he, having listened to him on various podcasts like Jericho's podcast and stuff, he loves wrestling. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be around for a long time. So and and Gallows and Anderson. I mean, it, I look at both of those. I mean, I know again from loving New Japan. I love especially Carl Anderson. I think he's great, and I know how great the great matches he can have. And because he's been in the tag team for a while, it almost they can't really. They can't really break them up and have them go on singles runs because I don't necessarily know whether they they have as much value apart. Mm. They would to me as the smart fan. I'd look mm. at it and go, "Oh, the matches they can have now, tremendous!" But I think to WWE they're probably better kept together. Um, you know, I still hold out the hope of a proper bullet club formation. At some point. But that's the thing; it's they've got that in the back pocket, mm. and they didn't rush it together. No, so it's going to be fun if if it happens. Um, well, speaking of which, um, Finn Balor had his Miz TV moment. That's what I was coming to next. Um, mm. Sorry, I thought you no, said No, it's fine, mate. Um, uh, because you do look at it and go, well, Finn Balor's fit to wrestle, so, you know, but they didn't have anything for him. Because it was, in some ways, the way the pay-per-view was put together was a bit odd because you had people who were leaving Raw and going to SmackDown and vice versa, and mm. and it did make it a little bit... like Because at the very start, Michael Cole said... This is a raw brand pay per view, and I went, "Oh yeah, it is." Yeah. I had to be reminded of it because because it was a little bit. Oh all over shit! The place. You're doing the round table in the wrong city. <laughs> <laughs> I know I am. I, I think this means we have to reset it, and now London gets the SmackDown ones. Um, but the the Miz TV section was great. One thing I love is Miz is a douche, which is br- and he's brilliant at being a douche. He's literally the best at being a douche. I love how proud of him Maurice looks all the time. <laughs> Just really that look good and, and you can see she's nearly always on the verge of pissing herself laughing. Yeah. Because, which I, and, and you think, oh, I bet they have fun on the road together. Just, yeah. they, look, they look like, I know they're meant to be heels, but I look at them and go, they're a happy couple, aren't they? Oh, yeah. there, there was one moment, and this might get slightly graphic, um, where, obviously, as promos do, it escalated and, and Miz said something and Finn turned to square off. And uh, put Maurice in front of him. And part of me thought, is this promo going to end with Finn just shagging her in the middle of the ring? And everyone going, oh, it's just Finn, isn't it? You know, it's just all right. You deserve it. <laughs> he is a handsome man. He is. I mean, you just go, you know what? Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a line on Raw. Um, spoiler alert, if you've not seen it. There's a line on Raw where Dean Ambrose is talking to Finn backstage and he goes, cheer up, eat a carb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which he hasn't done for 10 years. Um, <laughs> right. The, the Miss TV segment was good though because it kept it kept Finn in the eyes of everybody and, yeah. and kept that going and, and starts bubbling under this, this whole kind of, there's four or five fairly big names on Raw who can all feud with each other yeah. and it makes it interesting and makes it unpredictable. So, um, good. Right. Opening match. Uh, US title match Chris Jericho beat the uh, beat Kevin Owens took the US title buggers off to Smackdown um, this means Owens is on Smackdown as well doesn't it yeah um, they, um, they're both going they're having a rematch on this week's episode Marvelous. tonight yeah it'll be tonight mm-hmm. so by the time you listen to this will have happened probably um, um, didn't, I didn't expect Jericho to win no, me neither. Um, I think it's good. Again, unpredictability is good in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Good, uh, it's good that he won. Um, I love Kevin Owens' Tron thing with the... Oh, oh it's, it's so amazing. Good. Oh, yeah. um, you know what I love more than that? His face on the walkway. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God, it's so they good. They should call him America's Sweetheart instead. 
I just prefer it as a name. Um, but um, but yeah, I, I the callback to the finger thing from WrestleMania, which yeah. is one of my favourite spots of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, someone pointed out to me on Twitter, I forget, whoever it was, I apologise. You remember the the, the finger touching. Yeah. Oh, the, the Sistine Chapel painting that they yeah. had with them with them on mm-hmm. that's a callback to it that that mm-hmm. was a flash forward to it when they were doing the best friend the best like of foreshadowing thing. yeah foreshadowing yeah. yeah so good layers it's not just thrown together wrestling it's an endless storyline um, that's um, often just thrown together um, <laughs> it's um, but no I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this match I I, I have a lot of time for both men in terms of their in-ring escapades, yeah. but I just I I they've not had a bad match, and it, it Chris Jericho looks super focused and super intense in this, which you know because I think he's an older wrestler who has another career. He doesn't have to go one hundred percent. He's still going to be over even if he if he phones it in a little bit, and he never has in this. He's always you know he's always put the work in. And um, what was interesting, and I found it really nice, is that Kevin Owens is getting booed. Yep, because that's what people want. Remember, boo heels, guys. Even if you love them, they enjoy it. Um, do we think the title will switch? I mean, we can we can all look like Nostradamus now. Do we think the title will switch back to Kevin Owens on SmackDown? No, I think they might stick with Jericho. It, it gives him it gives him just a, a few different options. Like I, I don't know. I mean, I I'm probably going to stay up tonight and watch it. Um, not least because I want to watch Two Hundred Five Live, um, but. I don't know which way it's going to go. So that's going to make for, for me, if they if they if they put the, the shift in, which they will, I think that'll make it more fun for me than last night. Because last night, I think everyone had this. Well, Kevin's going to retain, isn't he? Yeah. Tonight it could go either way. So that will be a lot of fun. Uh, no, to be fair, I I can see it going either way. But but I think Jericho, um, just. I don't know. It just to me, it feels different. Like him being champion, I feel like there is more people that can kind of he can bounce off. Like obviously, mm-hmm. you know, it makes sense with doing the rematch um, with Owens, but it, it kind of opens up a little bit more opportunities for for, for newer guys. And like, because there is a transition period on both brands at the minute, because there has been such a shuffle. And and I mean, probably will touch on this later on. And and to go back to the point you made about Michael Cargo, and this is a Raw brand pay per view, like. I get the feeling that they weren't necessarily... There were some storylines they hadn't quite finished with and were like, oh, well, we're doing this now, so we might need to do other stuff. So I think I think it's, it is it, it is interesting. Um, I mean, long-term, I mean, Owens would be a more sensible option, but in a, in a, in a short term, it, it makes, makes it more interesting. Uh, I think, I think Owens is the long-term choice to be SmackDown's champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. I can see and, that. Yeah. And he's proven that he's a perfectly valid champion. I think once once the Orton Mahal feud is, is done, I think it'll be Owens and Orton. And I am 100% on board with that. Yeah. Cuz I love everything Kevin Owens does cuz he's a bear. Um you know, I just think that's that's what I think will happen. It wouldn't surprise me if they switched it back to Owens, but I kind of cuz I want that to happen, I kind of hope they don't. I hope they keep it on Jericho. Mm. Um, some kind of schmoz I like the word schmoz it makes schmoz. me think of wrestling with shadows um, mm. mm-hmm. but yeah that's what that's what I think anyway next um, uh, Cruiserweight title match uh, Austin Aries beats uh, Adrian Neville I am going to call him that 
because I just don't understand why it's just called Neville. Um, uh, by disqualification, therefore Neville retains the Cruiserweight title. Um, I love Evil Neville. I think Evil Neville is tremendous. Uh, I also love Austin Aries because I was a Ring of Honor fan. <laughs> so I can't not like, you know, both these guys are great. I, I, I thought Austin Aries showed more in this match than he has in his entire WWE run to date. Mm. Um, also, he's, he, when he was in NXT, he was another indie dude in NXT. Mm-hmm. And putting him with the Cruiserweights actually makes loads of sense. So for the guys who are not quite as experienced of him, he's going to make them look great. He's going to get them better. When you put him in against someone who's as experienced as Neville, who, let's not forget, is not as experienced as Austin Aries, it's going to be really, really good. I'm going to throw in a bum note on this because I don't think, until this week, I don't think Austin Aries has been where he needed to be. Hmm. Um, and the fact that I, I was going in with a certain amount of scepticism on the, on the match yesterday, but... I felt that, for whatever reason, I didn't feel like he was clicking with a lot of the 205 Live guys. And I think it's possible that he maybe, and I, I spe- speculate that he maybe went in and went, well, I'm a big star, so I, I'll, I'll immediately sort of be on this level. But something's happened. And, and the match at, um, the two matches I've seen over this past weekend, I think he's, he's, something's happened. And he's, he's upped his game. Uh, I thought him and Neville at WrestleMania was good. I just think it was lost a little bit in the fact that it was mm-hmm. it was right at the beginning where people were making their, getting their seats. Mm-hmm. You know, I what I love is so one of the questions we've been given about this, Madam Lewis, is how do we feel about disqualification finishes on a pay per view? Now, this is something that it, this fits in with me being a wrestling promoter in that when people don't like the finish to a match, um, there's a reason that not every match can end in a pinfall or submission. There's, you have to change it up. You have to make people remember that disqualifications are a thing. Mm-hmm. You have to... And sometimes you have to advance a storyline. What they've done here is... Neville cheated to beat Ares at WrestleMania. He mm-hmm. raked his eyes while in the last chancery. Yeah. And then this time, he couldn't escape the last chancery and he couldn't rake the eyes because Ares had that bit scouted, so he pulled the referee in the way. Mm-hmm. This is telling a story. The, story, the DQ is just part of the story they're yeah. telling. It makes perfect sense. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that the match ended wasn't a clean finish. If we only had clean finishes, do you, do you then wrestling to... would be it would be boring. It depends if you want to see them again, and there's a reason for them to to wrestle again now. Um, but I also think that the one of the reasons why people are so well, you can't have count outs and disqualifications in title matches or pay per views, is because it's a throwback to the fact that when wrestling journalism really started to take off online and in magazines like Power Slam, the people that were running them were really into their old Japan in the 90s mm. where they never had count-outs or disqualifications, had a lot of time limit draws. Yeah. Um, and there was this thing where it means nothing if you have a count-out to squat. No, it's, it's part of telling a story. And then, of course, you've got the late 90s where when you've got a roster full of people in WCW, none of whom want to lose every week. So if you... Too much... Too much of something is too much. Yeah. But saying never, there's a balance. Yeah. It's it's getting just the right amount. And I thought it was a great finish. I, th- I genuinely did because it played off the previous story and it makes you want to see it again and it was yeah. a good match. So for my, like, I get it. If if six matches on this card were disqualifications, <laughs> then totally, yeah, I, that would be overkill. Yeah. But the odd one being a DQ is fine. And and then it's not even about how you win, as in the, is it a pinfall or submission or what have you. If if you see the same thing too many times, like the, there was the joke that the the most over finish in the Divas division was a schoolboy. 
yeah. for a while because <laughs> every women's match ended with a schoolboy. Or the TNA pay per view where every schoolboy or a schoolgirl? It's a school person. Good. Schoolyard. Um, the TNA pay per view where, for whatever reason, four or three or however many of the matches all ended with someone getting blinded. Yeah. So it's it's. Getting balance, all things in balance. Yeah, I mean, like, I I completely agree um, with everything you said, especially the the nineties thing of mm. of I remember every match in the whole entire world in wrestling at one point just ended in some sort of schmosh finish, as you, you like to say. Um, but like the thing, like I again, like not to be negative about it, I don't like Aries. I'm not. I'm not a fan. Never have been. I'm never even when he was in Ring of Honor and TNA. I, I, he's 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 good, and I understand why people like him. He's just not for me. Um, but with that said, I, I think that's his best match to date, and he really upped his game and, and and looked like he deserved to be in there. It's just for me personally, like I just think there's more interesting people on two hundred five, and I don't necessarily mean that in terms of in ring ability. I just mean in in terms of characters. There's 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 quite a diverse selection of of different people and I think what's what's been really interesting about 205 the reason why Neville's doing so well is because he has this new personality you know he's not like mm. he's he's just going in there and, 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 and doing all his crazy flips and stuff like that he's, mm. he's a fact he's a dick and we don't like him and we're not men are like him and I, I, I like seeing people play off him and like like the TJ Perkins thing I really I'm really enjoying I love Tazawa I love Kendrick obviously you know, I'm quite partial to Gallagher and Swan. There's so many guys in there. So for me, maybe being a bit of a younger fan, I guess, I guess is is what I would say is that I, I would I would like to see newer people maybe Devil's Advocate for a second. So we have had um how many cruiserweight champions so far? Um three The Neville's rejects. Nice, yeah. But how many cruiserweight champions? We've had three, haven't we? Yeah. TJ? Uh, TJ, Swan, yeah. four. Oh no, TJ, Kendrick, Swan, Neville. Yes, yeah, four. Neville. Right. So with the exception of Swan, mm-hmm. TJ's been around for ages. Mm-hmm. He has. I know he looks you. Yeah, yeah, he has yeah, been no. around oh, yeah. for ages. And has wrestled for, wrestled for TNA, didn't he? Oh, he was doing. He was yeah. ex-division champion. Right. Um, Kendrick has his previous WWE. Yeah. Neville has been around for ages mm-hmm. and has been on WWE's roster for ages um, and was in New Japan, etc. Um, and Rich Swan is super, super experienced. But Rich Swan, out of the, out the, three out of those four, Rich Swan's great, but three out of those four are really experienced and really, as is Aries. Yeah. Now, maybe this is WWE wanting to establish the 205 division oh, yeah. by using the most experienced guys. Yeah, Whilst yeah. you, as a smart fan, want to see the newer talent, no, no, they've got like, to put on the matches that they I'm know not, that, with people that they yeah, know they yeah. can and trust I, I, And I'm not saying that I don't... I'm not saying I don't understand their decision. I absolutely 100% understand the, the decision. And to be honest with you, they're right. Let's be honest. Like, they are right. But it's just... I find it interesting because Aries does nothing for me. And I think... What was interesting about his reactions were when he was getting the reactions at the beginning, it was because he was a commentator and I felt like people wanted to be a bit like, not rebellious, but do you know what I mean? Like, oh, isn't this good? And then, like, I just feel he's lost a little bit of momentum in terms of his enthusiasm uh, or people's enthusiasm for him. It's, it's a tricky one where he isn't 
and he was in an odd place in that he was a, a evil on commentary. He was he was burying every, you know what I mean. He yeah, was burying yeah, yeah. the baby faces and having pot shots at everyone, and and he is it cynical of me to say that there's an element of he he if you're in a position because you've got name value, then your name will be the biggest thing about you, and it's up to you to bring your performance up to that level. And I don't think he was doing that. But I think now he is. And I suspect it's because he's looked around that locker room and gone, look, there's a lot of people here who are not here because, uh, you know, I don't think based on what he was doing in the ring in NXT or in his early run in the Cruiserweight that he would have got in purely on a... If you if you gave some of the men in black treatment and he just came in as a fresh face, as he is now, I don't think he'd be where he is. I think he's there because he's a name, because people will react to him. And I think that was what he had for a while, but and and I was very skeptical, um, especially. Um, but I can see why they used him. Hmm. But when it's to the detriment of possibly giving someone else a chance to become, that's mm-hmm. a gamble. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's but, the advantage of any any time you bring him. But, uh, you know, his but, his goal eventually should be to make someone else. But you argue. But what you would argue is the ma- the title match on a pay per view mm-hmm. is not there to make someone else. 205, the, the mm-hmm. weekly program is there to make someone else, mm-hmm. which everyone is getting a chance on. Mm-hmm. So, this is if they're trying to present the cruiserweight title as a big deal mm-hmm. to establish the title, yeah. whenever it's on a pay, whenever that title is defended on a pay per view, it needs to be a realistically good opponent. Everyone who's def- who's gone for it, so Jack's match with with that was in the midst of Jack's big push that he yeah. was having at the start of his his WWE tenure, and that is. That makes sense. It made sense in being there, or it makes sense in the case of Aries because mm-hmm. Jack was crossing over from cruiserweight to mainstream recognition, and it makes sense with Austin Aries because Austin Aries was a big star for a long time. Mm-hmm. So if they're trying to legitimize the title, much as it'd be great, I'd love to see Neville against Mustafa Ali again because it's brilliant and <laughs> raw after WrestleMania, yeah. even with the beach ball fucking bouncing around. Mm-hmm. But I get why they're not doing it oh, yeah. and, until give it a year when the mm-hmm. title's established but that's 205 is there for everyone to take their chance of course of course and like I said I understand why I understand why they pulled the trigger on a double but what was going to make them go that we're not sure about this was if his actual there's a point where people are going to stop just chanting your name because they like chanting your name you have to deliver mm. and and again I think this weekend he's he's done it I yeah. think he's he's got to the point the guy who was having I thought really good matches with with Sting and Bobby Roode in TNA. And I think that's that's going to be interesting. Hmm. Because if someone's there and it's just on their name, then they can't make anyone else. Yeah, All they can do is hang on by their fingernails. So what now happens is going to be very interesting. And I, I'm intrigued to see another match with Neville and um, Austin Aries. Hmm. I, I, I think that there's going to be a third one. Mm-hmm. But um, and the logical thing would be to switch the title at that point. But, you know, is, is maybe Neville... Is Neville's worth move so he can actually move back up to Royal Smackdown now? Maybe you know. I think Neville's great. I think I I genuinely enjoyed that match in the same way I really enjoyed it at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, next up, we had the tag team title match uh, with the definitely not bro- not broken. Don't mention the broken bit. Hardys against Sheamus and Cesaro, or Cesaro as I like to call them. Um, Hardys retained. It led to it was a good decent match. To be fair, it led mm-hmm. to a. a, a, a Handshakes afterwards, Shem mm. Cesaro going away, and then Cesaro being the first back out to batter them mm-hmm. and turn heel, which was was quite nice. 
Yeah. Um, uh, because it makes them, again, makes them more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Cesaro's a difficult one because people, you, I think you just want to cheer for him because he's just great. Yeah. Um, we've got one question about this, mm-hmm. uh, which is from uh, Mike, Wa- Mike Man WBA. So I presume Mike is a West Bromwich Albion fan. Um, or he's in a uh, women's basketball player. <laughs> what? Which one are you, Mike? Let us know. Uh, hashtag Tuesday Night Jaw. Um, it says, um, after Seamus kicked Jeff Hardy's tooth out, um, Brian Alvarez was critical of him. Is he right or is Seamus fine in the ring? Now, I'm not a wrestler. Chris isn't a wrestler. Matthew used to be a wrestler. Um, now, the point where I think he kicked, it, we, he, he kind of just, he picked him off of the mat and kicked him in the face. And it did look a little bit, it, li- it looked a little bit wayward, shall we say. Mm-hmm. But... When people are, let's be honest, pretending to fight, occasionally people are going to get hit. Um, I don't think, I don't think Sheamus has got a reputation for being stiff mm. at all. Not even in the slightest. Um, and it's it's fine for which which website does Brian Alvarez work for? I forget which one it is. Whether it's Observer or Torch, whichever one it is. Yeah. Um, but everyone's entitled to their opinion. But um, like without actually being in there at that time, you don't know, Jeff could have leant forward into something or whatever. We weren't in the ring at the time. Um, it sucks that he got his tooth knocked out. Mm-hmm. It sucks. But that stuff happens. It happened to um, Fia Scott, didn't it, in, in, uh, in Orlando, and she lost a few teeth. And it mm-hmm. and it's it, it's one of those things. It just yeah. happens. I don't well, think... Like AJ Styles yeah. knocked the Miz, one of the Miz's teeth out with, a, with his back fist. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think... Seamus hasn't got that. He's not got the reputation that someone like Rob Van Dam used to have. Yeah. Where Rob Van Dam was routinely kicking people in the face. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think he has that reputation. Unless you guys think different have heard. No, no, this is still missing most of his bottom set because yeah. of RVD. I think. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. Again, like it's like I, 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 I understand and respect, you know, an opinion. Um, but like I, I, I would not feel comfortable at all about commenting on any professional wrestler's ability between the ropes because I just I just don't think it's my place to say but mm-hmm. and again like I think you have to be fair in this situation it's like is, if Sheamus was taking people's you know heads off like if you've Stan Hansen in people left right and centre then yeah maybe but it just to me it looked like an honest mistake it was yeah. just you know there was no it didn't look like there was malice there was no like anything just, bad about it's it it's just but. one of those things um, and again you don't get to go flying the plane sorry um, yeah, yeah, no, for sure, yeah. Exactly. It just. Uh, I mean, okay, it's, so, like, like I, again, uh, to try and be really fair with it, like, the Hardy Boys have only just come back to WWE and, and the, they are still working with guys that they maybe not have worked with before. And, and it might be a case of, you know, just a little bit of getting used to each other and stuff like that. And, like, you know, like, Jeff's, Jeff's landed on his head. From fucking far worse than that, so I'm sure like he understood that. that Didn't Jeff, Jeff knocked Spike Dudley's teeth out at WrestleMania X7. <laughs> Probably, yeah. it just it happens. It, and you know yeah. what? It's flavor of the month bullshit. It's it's just that kind of people will see what they need to see to justify what they already. I've, was, but I've never until until we got this this question from from Mike. I, I've never once thought Seamus was careless in any way whatsoever. Mm. Not even slightly. Um, there's a couple of interesting things about the Hardys um, one is that they um, I mean I think we are we all do we all suspect that Matt has been told to not do the delete stuff and not be not be broken Matt because they, it's the first time I've seen them do a significant promo was 
when they were backstage and they they did mm-hmm. a little promo sort of mm-hmm. segment. And he's not he's not full nutter, is he? No, they, I, I think it's genius. Ah, uh, yeah, I, I think. I mean, they can use it if they want to use it, but yeah. I don't know if it's they're waiting to use it or if they've told them not to use it because it's something that was established yeah. elsewhere. I no, don't know. Um, if if all the talk about there being legal action, they couldn't just come in and be yeah. the broken hardies. That the impact have gone right. Well, this is our 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 creation. This is our intellectual property. It's not that, guys, is it? Come on. It's, <laughs> you know, I, I think I can say this without any form of repercussion. Right. It's not yours, Impact. You didn't invent this. <laughs> Neville's, Neville's advocate, once again, um, <laughs> is if you... The Texas Tornado Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Let's all go home. Um, <laughs> you are home. <laughs> oh, could you two piss off? No. Um, I can understand... If you fund something, it's obviously a grey area with impact and TNA, but in the same way that if, if you if you fund something, people will feel entitled mm-hmm. to say, well, you, if we've spent money and given you the opportunity to build this, you can't then go, right, well, we built it here, let's take it somewhere else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. However, you know, without the artist, it wouldn't have happened. But I love the fact that I think if they could do it, They've let them, especially in WWE of 2017, because people are going batshit for it. Mm. Um, but again, on the one hand, it's nice to have in your back pocket. Mm-hmm. And all he has to do now is say certain words. Yeah. And everyone goes, ha. You can see him trying, like, not mm. to do it all the time. Yeah. Um, which must be difficult. If you've got used to being one character, and then you, you move, and you literally go from that... Because de- when they debuted at WrestleMania, they'd wrestled that afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for WWN so go from that to that is mad they've had a bit in, of an El Ligero day haven't insane. they insane <laughs> um, uh, so um, yeah the other thing is um, this is something I tweeted during the show is that my wife I've mentioned this on the podcast before my wife was nicknamed Jeff Hardy when she was at school because she had really baggy jeans and purple hair um, and I don't know maybe she rode motocross I don't know <laughs> um, uh, and and we were talking about this when she was watching the, watching the show with me and my friend Tom and then um, we realised that she was Jeff Hardy at school, but she's since had her hair dyed black with sort of white bits in. <laughs> so she's now... And she had her teeth whitened that day. So she's now become Matt Hardy. It's quite a twist of fate, isn't <laughs> it? Good oh, work, mate. Good work. Uh, no, no, don't knock it. That's good work. Um, Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Women's title match next. Raw women's title. Um, uh, Alexa Bliss uh, took the title uh, from Bailey in Bailey's hometown because WWE rules says it's your hometown. You it ain't is. winning. And, and you mentioned the tweeting thing. I tweeted... I'm wrestling in my hometown tonight as a couldn't of saying we're just going to fly this one last bombing mission and then we're going to retire and get that place in the country. <laughs> it's the equivalent of um, uh, what's his name in um, it's Danny Glover yeah, in one more, yeah, one more day one more day to retirement. Um, now my my thing with Bailey is I think uh, and I, I think Bailey's great I think Bailey has the ability both in the ring and with her personality to be the the John Cena of the women's division. You know, people love her. And mm-hmm. rightly so, because she's smashing, right? For me, promoters head on, I would have had Bailey win the title at WrestleMania and not win it before, because then it's much more of a big moment for her. Mm-hmm. Um, it it felt, it, it didn't feel, it, it was a good match at WrestleMania, but it didn't feel super, super special. Whereas it would have done if she'd won that there, mm-hmm. and then we perhaps wouldn't be in a position now where they're switching the title. Um, if, if Bailey had just dropped it randomly to anyone in San Jose, her hometown, I would have been like, that seems a bit harsh. The fact is, she's lost it to Alexa Bliss, who is the best women's wrestler that WWE have at the minute. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily, I'm not talking in all to do with in-ring, because if it's all to do with in-ring, it's, it's probably it's Sasha or Asuka. But, um, but based on their overall products and the overall sports entertainment person that they are, Alexa Bliss is not only the best women's wrestler in WWE in either brand, she's one of the best characters they have, full stop. She is brilliant. Everything she does, her facial expressions when she comes out, everything she does is tremendous. Oh yeah, she's she's got the package. I would I would give the nod to Charlotte over her by a whisker in terms of the best all rounder. Just. But I don't think um Again, it's nothing to do with it's nothing to do with in ring ability. It's to do mm-hmm. with the fact that who would I want to pay my money to watch more? Mm-hmm. And it's Alexa at the minute, mm-hmm. even though she's. And let's be honest, we all go back to when the draft happened and she got drafted, and everybody went, "Oh, why? Why is she coming up from NXT? This is why." Yeah. WWE know what they're doing, right? Mm-hmm. She is absolutely. Brilliant. Oh, she's she's out of this world, and it's it. The fact that they have people firing all cylinders again that's why I'm saying it, it, with, with her and Charlotte we, we had this discussion in the car over in Orlando where we were on a drive it's just like who's the best all rounder in the business fan? and I gave it to Charlotte by a nose but it come, it changes week by week yeah. between the two of them um, and and yeah she's, she just inhabits she believes her character so much and you believe what, her as well what I really liked about this was that she now becomes the first woman to hold the Smackdown on Raw women's titles and what I find interesting about it is that that before it was a little bit of a closed door in terms in terms of the four horsewomen because they all came up together and it was like oh we we are the elite we're the best and like now Alexa Bliss has that legitimacy 
as well as being the hottest thing in that division full stop at the minute. Mm-hmm. And I really like that. Like it kind of reminds me of Jericho winning the undisputed title yeah. in the, and you know, it's, which probably like in hindsight in 2020, you can probably criticize, but they had to do something to make him be up there with the Austins and the rocks. Mm-hmm. And I think that that will help her going forward. And being the first is something that can never be taken away from me. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think, but I didn't realise until until I, I read up on her for an episode of Tuesday Night Joy we were doing that I didn't realise that you know the bodybuilding background and stuff and the, and the weightlifting background that she had I wasn't aware of this. She's she's got a really interesting backstory. Mm. There was a, a video um, with her family. In fact, it's still on YouTube, yeah. um, and it's not a long watch. It's only about fifteen twenty minutes, but it's a really interesting insight to her as a person, her background. She's come through quite a lot, mm. um, and disturbingly, her mum is about my age. Also, also, you know, when 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 people do the whole, uh, oh, is is this your sister? No, it's my mum. Seriously, though, yeah. her mum looks like a sister. Properly, like, well fit. <laughs> I'm just saying that. It's I, true, though. There it's was true. no, there was no overcoming atta- attached yeah. to it for me. She just, she does. I, I would believe is this it. You saying that at some point you're going to become Alexa Bliss's stepdad? No, absolutely not. Okay, good. Though I do look older than her actual dad. Yeah. Um. Jim Taylor has asked us, um, is Alexa Bliss the most improved member of the WWE roster? Now, one little caveat I put here, Jim, is she could have been this good all along and we just didn't yeah. know. Um, she was she was knocking out the park in NXT towards the end as well. She was, but she, we, you, I, everyone remembers how the internet reacted when she was drafted. People did go, what? People did. And well, we, we, the, you know, the reason people did that is because they felt that Bailey should have been getting the call up, mm-hmm. and it's the same way that if if like some people react badly when I suggest that, for example, William Regal should be in the Hall of Fame because they feel that until Davy Boy Smith goes in, he shouldn't be in there, mm. and I think that's the exact same thing. I was thrilled, and it's it it is one of those ones where again they saw the potential and they just put the spotlight on that, and the spotlight it'll either it will illuminate everything. And it will illuminate flaws, but it'll illuminate brilliant as well. And it, it absolutely illuminated hers. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a really good a good case for her to be the most improved. But I think what's really interesting is, like, I remember when Charlotte was in NXT, um, she was really, like, not good. I no. mean, I've, I've gone back and watched, you know, early NXT, and Sasha's dreadful, but it's that thing of, like, the thing with professional wrestling is you can't you can't give it a time period. You know, like in football, it's like, well, you got to year eighteen and then twenty one, and then if you haven't reached your potential, whatever. Like wrestling, it can just happen like that, and and, and I think that's what's really interesting with it. But yeah, she she's she's cracking, like a genuinely really good her her um talking smack stuff she's, was brilliant, and so that's good. that's embracing a. An adi- Things like talking smack. If you can get something like with the Miz and Daniel Bryan's feud, yeah, really yeah, about the Miz again. If you can get something over, um, it's sort of a little bit outside the norm. Mm-hmm. You know, WWE are going to pay attention to you. And it, yeah. it does feel that that Alexa Bliss really did take advantage of this. I also look at when she uh, sort of walks out to the ring. Mm-hmm. My, my wife has a thing about it. she. She doesn't like anyone who the, the the standard trope of of female wrestler acting like she's prettier than people. That kind mm-hmm. of arrogant mm-hmm. female wrestler. It, there's something about how when 
Alexa walks out down the aisle, and the way she reacts to the fans, and she'll she'll go from smiling to not smiling, and and, and she goes through so many different facial expressions just going from the back to the ring, and and she's the minute she walks down the aisle, you're just like yeah, already I'm invested. But even before I see you wrestle, I'm mm. invested in knowing that you're a bit of a dick, mm-hmm. and you've got all this personality. She doesn't. The trope that you refer to, I think, is the mean girls trope. Yeah, which you see a lot where they're doing the sassy head and they're doing the hands up and you know like being D'Lo Brown. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. You better recognise. Well done. Um, but that it's very easy as as a bad girl to be one of those. I think. But and the other thing, I get the vibe that she's going for a fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think as well you've got because she's very. I mean, she's got the, the t-shirt that says uh, like, mentions the fact she's only five foot tall, mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel like some. Motherhouse issue with AJ Lee, for example, was she'd look at her and go, "I know you keep telling me she's a good wrestler, but I'd kill her in a fight because she's tiny." Mm-hmm. And even though Alexa's short, she looks tough. She does look tough. She doesn't look like she's five foot tall. No, and it's about being a character. Oh, this is something that struck me the other day, and it involves Drew McIntyre, um, in the sense that, so for example, Xander Cooper, our our guy uh, from Future Heart, who's, who's brilliant. Someone said to me, met him in real life, and went, he's a lot smaller than I thought he was, mm. because Coop is such a big persona when he's out there, and he carries himself big, and people who don't know him in real life go, oh, you're not actually six foot, right? Now, on the flip side, Drew McIntyre, mm. or Drew Galloway, Drew McAway, Draco, <laughs> big Scott Yin. He, 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 when I first bumped into him face to face, I genuinely went, fuck me, you're huge. Obviously, my head, that would have been a very weird thing to say. He is massive. He's huge. And I didn't realise, I thought he was like cruiserweight size from seeing him on TV. Yeah. And... It was, I think, and it occurred to me the other day that it might be because at that point he wasn't carrying himself like a big personality. Mm. Whereas now, now he does. Yeah. Going back to the question, I realise we're not answering the question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is there anyone who's more improved on the roster than Alexa Bliss? Just in terms of what our ex, well, I'm sure Alexa was always good. The the expectation from a year ago. If you look at people's position a year ago right. to where they are now. Um, Braun Strowman's the one that comes up a lot. Braun's the other one that, that instantly leapt into my mind. Um, Jinder Mahal. Is just about to say one. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just about to say Jinder that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that issue in a bit. Um, um, the Miz over the last year because I think that was just in people in reminding he was still there because he's yeah, always been that good. It, is but it also he's stuck his gear up and he was having cracking matches around WrestleMania last year. Neville, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. No, no, like a year ago, if you said Neville was going to be this like heel, yeah, cutting all these promos and Nia Jax, fair from being, being to you know because she was new, fairly limited on NXT to being you know I look forward to seeing her all the time. Carmella, I think. Come a long way. She's found. Uh, so what we're saying is, loads of people have got better because you know people get better with time. It's mm. Good, good mm. question, though, mate. Um, right, um, just a quick one. Uh, an American dragon in London. <laughs> okay, That's the, the, uh, uh, tell yeah. me a second. <laughs> um, we'll, 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 we should probably get to. Um... There's other matches, aren't there? Oh wait, is we this... should probably get to the House of Horrors. Is it time? Um, Oh. Right, <laughs> so 
I'm going to have a little rant about this first. I tweeted during the House of Horrors match that I was really enjoying myself. But I you're was. wrong. Hashtag wrestle crap. What? Um, now, mm-hmm. I have some reservations about the House of Horrors match. I don't have loads. Because <laughs> I was told... When, when they told us what... I didn't know what the House of Horrors match was until Rene told us. And then I was like, oh, it's a Boiler Room Brawl. Because yeah. that was how it was described. That was what the Boiler Room Brawl was. It's what the Hollywood Battle of Brawl was. It, it, I was like, all right, I'm on board with this. I still don't know what the fuck it is, but fine. Um, wrestling in 2017 has changed. Um, all the Hardy Boys stuff proved that. Um, that got massively over. Um, it was it was interesting to see uh, Spud tweeted and suggesting that this was essentially the same thing that TNA had done. But I don't think it is because WWE have... WWE actually have the moral high ground here. They did this first. They did the Boiler Room Brawl in 1996. Yep. So they started it. Whilst it might be fa- it might have become more fashionable to do it because of the Hardy stuff, mm-hmm. they didn't invent that. WWE invented it. You could even go back to things like um, Terry Funk and Jerry Lawler's Empty Arena match. Yeah, or the King of the Road match in uh, to a lesser extent on, in WCW. Let's the never one speak got, of that. Again. Got uh, Barry Darso and uh, and uh, Dustin Rhodes. Dustin Rhodes fired for blading. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't watch it on the WWE Network. Um, watch loads of stuff on the WWE Network. Don't necessarily watch that because um, because they both blade really early on. They have to just you have to watch it from a shaky helicopter cam, which is garbage. Um, so. This is WWE trying to do something different. Now, if you take a step back from this, Undertaker was gone. The Undertaker was the only supernatural, proper out-of-this-world, bizarre character that if you had to try and explain wrestling to people, you can explain it from the point of view of these two guys don't like each other. If you then say, but this is one bloke, he's dead. Like That's the point where your non-wrestling fans tune out. But it's also the sort of thing that genuinely makes wrestling magical if someone's got that mythology around them. I feel that WWE are trying to build this mythology around Bray Wyatt because he's great. Mm-hmm. He's genuinely great. Now, on one hand, and this is something I get all the time, so whenever we ask questions about this, and loads of people's questions about this was, why did WWE do it? Why, why is it so bad? It wasn't bad, right? It's bad if you wanted it to be bad and you didn't like it. You didn't like it. But it achieved what they wanted to achieve. They did something different. It happened. It's fine, right? Now... <laughs> there's the one thing that people will say to me all the time is why doesn't Bray Wyatt get more of a push why doesn't Bray Wyatt get this well this is it this is they're doing different stuff the projections in the ring which I thought were really cool at Wrestlemania and I've said this before a lot of people hated if you don't like it fine if you don't think it's wrestling fine this feels like like things like this is something we've talked about before you'll get old timers saying that's not wrestling so Vader saying what Will Ospreay does isn't wrestling when I'm sure in 1991 veterans were saying to to Vader, why the fuck are you moonsighting off the top rope? You're 400 pounds, you should never leave your feet. Yeah. Right? Wrestling changes all the time. In 10 years' time, mm-hmm. I doubt it, but in 10 years' time, all wrestling could be like House of Horrors and Final Deletion. In the Jetsons WWE, it's all robots. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, genu- it genuinely could be this. This could be what we're moving towards. Um, someone pointed out on Twitter, and again, I, I didn't know your name down, so I apologise. Someone pointed out they really liked it because it was like Lucha Underground. Yeah, I was, uh, was, was going to make <laughs> Which point. it is a little bit. Yeah, mm, for sure. So, and yes, there's huge things in there. You look at it and go, right, someone's watched True Detective, the first series that's set in um, Louisiana, which I think they kind of are anyway. Yeah. With Bray's character. Mm. I think Bray's from there anyway, isn't he? So yeah. well, he's, from, he's from the, the, 
all, all, all his, all his. It was very true blood at the start, wasn't yeah. it? That, that bio cult leader thing. I, and and you know, a few people have said, you know, clearly people have been playing Resident Evil Seven. Well, yeah, but wherever you take your pop culture references from is what is what triangulates people into liking something and, and finding something there right. they and, and, appreciate. And, and this is where, if it, sorry to interrupt, and this is where I want to sorry. jump in. Right, so. It's all well and good going, oh, well, someone's been playing Resident Evil 6 and being like, mm, about it. Right. You were all sucking on the dick of Sting when he blatantly ripped off the crow in 1998. And we were all meant to believe that he was hanging around in a fucking rafters all show, coming down on zip lines, hitting people with baseball bats. So why, why is that any different to this? I don't get it. Yeah. Right. We used I, to have I'm to also ninety percent certain we are the only podcast that is this positive about this. I but think for point think, of balance, I, I love him, this shit. I can hear him, Bob. <laughs> but no, I, I'm not. I'm not dismissing people's preference or like or dislike for it because you can like and dislike what you want. I just don't understand the up in arms. This is not wrestling thing because, like, look at. You've always had people that were unbelievable in wrestling. Baron von Rasky, you know, like he was a kraut, basically, wasn't he? Like gimmick, like, and you know, he was from wherever he was. Um, the Sheik was from Detroit, but apparently he was this thing. Abdullah the Butcher, like Sabu, is, Sabu, you know, um, Ultimate Warrior huh? <laughs> in WCW, which I, I did see but, someone tweet about. But, but but my so I stopped liking wrestling when I was thirteen. Because I thought I was too grown up for it. Because I and I've said this loads of times. Because I had the line on commentary from Vince McMahon about the Undertaker, where he said, "You know, we're not entirely sure if the Undertaker is alive or dead." Yeah, right. Right yeah. now, I don't think on one hand, most wrestling fans have bought into the mythology of the Undertaker for the last twenty odd years. Mm-hmm. On one hand, you can't buy into that mythology, and you can't be someone like me who's got Mick Foley tattooed on him. And then not go back and go, but the boiler room brawl was just this. It was mm. it was this mm-hmm. stage one. Yeah. Um, now, it's not to say there's not stuff I wouldn't change about this. Mm-hmm. Of course, right? of course. Yes. I would have had I would I would have had the fin- there's too much of a suspension of disbelief to go from, a, and let's be honest, a beautifully shot like a film <laughs> House of Horrors match. And then have the stumbling block of needing to get back into the arena to finish the match. It does feel a bit like they've gone, right, listen, our essay's due in tomorrow. (laughs) Um, The school bus leaves in ten minutes. I have to write something. And and, and so I would have had the match end there. And also, if, if you want to make it still look like a fight and still have it look... Part of the problem was... It was shot too well. Yeah, that's it. That's it. It's it's the idea. For me, it was... It's a very fine line. We kind of... It's like the X-Files. We want to believe. We yeah. want to not be watching it. I, I, for myself, enjoyed it immensely. But it's fairly safe to say, probably not the angle at which it was pitched. Yeah. I thought it was the most consistently funny thing I've seen in ages. Um, and I may have garnered quite a lot of Twitter followers off of the back of that. But it's it's just... It's that moment of, if they'd done it with a one-shot camera, if they'd actually had someone following Randy, and as opposed to, for me, first of all, I mean, it's the limo, for a start. Yeah. Like, they had driven enough the set of Entourage. Um, you know, the Hen Knight Battle Royal was obviously cancelled. But the moment when he got out of the car, and it just shot, cut the reaction shot of Randy going, what the hell? 
I thought, you know what? I'm just going to enjoy this for what it is. It's Plan yeah. Nine from Titan Towers. What was the best thing we all tweeted during this? Mine, mine was, um, uh, mine was. Uh, I feel sorry for the poor people who loaned this house to Bray Wyatt on Airbnb. Yeah. Um, what were you guys? I, I was. I was not tweeting at all. I think my part was when. Um, when Randy Orton had the upper hand, I said the best thing he could do at this point right now is find a typewriter and save his progress. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, I think I think um, just as voice my gripe about it um, was I think it would have worked better on a TV <laughs> that show. That is a good point. Um, yeah. That's that's all it and 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 that and, and that that's really it. Do you know what it reminded me of a little bit thinking about it now was the Brian Pillman Steve Austin. Oh yeah, that's, that's what I said. Yeah. Yeah. I, I when Randy Orton walked into the door, I said to Chris, I was like, it's going to end with Pillman shooting someone. I, but it, I think I, I think, think that would have been amazing. Yeah, if that yeah, had yeah. been the end of it. Yeah, the ghost I, of Brian Pillman shot someone. But it's I think the the challenges as well. Whenever you do anything, and I think it's. Probably why the hardcore matches fell out of favour. When you're taking the action out the arena um, and you take away the commentary yeah, as well, yeah. it doesn't feel like a sporting event any longer. But maybe it's not meant to be. No, but but I think you need it. For my tastes, again, these are my tastes and the tastes of no one else, you can go down that path. But once you get to a certain path, you're 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 moving a little too far away from where I feel the sphere of pro wrestling is. Yeah. Um, another example is the empty arena match with The Rock and um, Mankind, where they had a point of view shot of The Rock when Mick was uh, Mick Archam. Yeah, shout out to the mixer. Um, when he was getting pinned, and it, it's that one moment that makes you go, oh, it's like it's like yeah. having someone wink at the camera. If John Wick, right, you know. Just after his dog had been died, went, uh, just went, winked at yeah. the camera. If he been... winked at the camera at any point across the rest of the film between headshots. That would have been an episode of Lovejoy, though. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and Ian McShane was in John Wick. How many levels do you work on, Jim? Oh, he many. was. Yeah. Um, we've got loads of questions about this. Of course, um, of course we have. Just right. as a little sidebar, my wife had a very long nap, got up to watch, uh, watch the show with me and my friend Tom. Um, she walked into the room, sat down just as his match was starting. She didn't quite see the point where Randy got out of a limo shirtless. <laughs> um, but when when the tractor sort of just floated mm. by and reversed with no one in it, she lost her mind and laughed for the next ten minutes. Um, <laughs> it did warm my West Country heart to it, finally see a tractor get the spotlight it deserves. I Before we get to the questions, broadly speaking... Did you enjoy the House of Horrors match, Matthew? Yes. Christopher? Yes. Me? Yes. Did you enjoy it for the right reasons, Christopher? Yes. What are the wrong reasons? Okay, did you enjoy it for as as WWE, as we believe WWE if, positioned if the match? They because they it. might have positioned it in exactly this way to just try something different and yeah. see if it works. Um, Which is what I think. I feel it was slightly different. I think that the broken stuff in TNA was more tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. And I think this was a little more po-faced. But fuck it, they threw it out. Yeah. And you, I, don't I know unless you, you don't know unless you try something. Exactly. So this is something we get in progress what, all the time. Are you going to start suggesting something weird now? No. When, when just checking. We get progress fans saying, why don't you book this guy? And it's often we don't have a chance to do it. Mm-hmm. And then... When we book someone for the first time, it's very rare we book six months of them. We book them once and mm. see how they get on. Yeah. And this is just this is it 
taking that principle, but but basically taking the medium of how wrestling is put together and saying, fuck it, let's have a go. They created spectacle. They wanted yeah. to create spectacle. In the same way they wanted to create spectacle when they sent great Kali out to the ring. Yeah. And it, it has started to, um, you know, fry my kidneys slightly that, that you'll see clickbait articles like wrestlers that failed in WWE and it's a clip and it's a, 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 a thumbnail of great Carly. Well, he made money. He, he was did a champion. Well. He was a champion, did good business for them in India and was a spectacle. And was there for what, five years? Yeah, exactly. You know, he had a longer run there than, let's say, ooh, Chris Harris. Yeah. So it, it's, it's sometimes there's... He was there as long as CM Punk, wasn't he? Thereabouts. I would imagine. Thereabouts. Probably 96 through... No, no not 96. No, 2006 yeah. through, yeah. Anyway, yeah. The, the idea is that you, it's the variety show. Again, it's the three-ring circuits. It can't all be deadly serious guys in MMA gear knocking seven bells out of each other whilst people chant both these guys. There's going to be some of that, but there's going to be some of, holy shit, what's this? Yeah, and I... Let's also look at the fact that Bray Wyatt won this. Mm-hmm. And people are normally saying, normally tweeting this podcast saying, Bray Wyatt never wins anything. Well, he won this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if they now make this his showcase match, mm-hmm. I think we might see more of this. Mm-hmm. And and if, they, if they're trying to build a mysticism and a, and a mythology mm-hmm. about Bray Wyatt and make him the next Undertaker, they need to do different stuff and it will work. Don't think about how it is now. Think about if they keep doing weirder stuff like Ooh. this, how Bray's going to be positioned two or three years. Down. I've just had a little thought. This just popped in my head, right? So when he arrived, the house had blue lights outside, didn't it? Yeah. And at the end, when he said, follow the buzzards, and we went burst into flames, burst into flames, burst into flames, burst. Red, is that signifying his move from SmackDown oh, to Raw? Mate, we're in too deep. Choosing Nigel. Uh, <laughs> hashtag choosing Nigel. Um, right, if we, let's get to the questions. <laughs> Good God. Um, I, and I didn't use all of them. I've, I've picked the best one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. Um, right. Francis Reyes. Um, what is our own individual idea of a House of Horrors match? Now, I've, I've deliberately no. avoided all of the bread based ones for you. Uh, there was no meat based ones for me. Is yours a wrestling match in a travel lodge? Probably is to be fair. I mean, if we had to put together a House of Horrors match ourselves, what would it be? What would your what would your waking night? I mean, I think Chris's is probably something to do with his ex. I was going to say you beat <laughs> me to it. Yeah, it'd be that flat in Withington. No, no, the one in Longsight. Oh, that can fuck off. Good. Um, mine would be a reverse battle royal. Hi, Glenn. Oh. Um, a reverse battle royal with all my exes. <laughs> But in the ring was just instead of a canvas, just layers and layers of hovis. Oh, wow! Oh my so God. I had to choose whether I, I jumped in. I love the idea of them going and now coming down the aisle. Uh, Matt Richards. No, 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 no. He bears the weight of the world on his shoulders. Yeah. So yeah, that would be probably it. Be it. Oh, good God! Yeah, my genuine House of Horrors match. It's basically, I mean, a proper House of Horrors match would be one where, you know, you're in the ring and you've got to take a maths A-level and you haven't got any trousers. My House of Horrors match would be, um, you know, when you've rented a house and you've lived there for two or three years and you have to move out and you have to do that 
we're moving now. We should probably clean properly. Yeah. Oh, God. That one. You know where you have to hoover skirting boards? What, move things? It's disgusting. Yeah. You have to move stuff. It's like, oh, there's a sandwich here. Like that level of... It's all right. They took care of it safely, Matthew. It can't help <laughs> I love the idea there was a sandwich in it. Now someone had to get tongs. <laughs> How did we destroy it? Put it in a breville. <laughs> No, we have one of those robots for the arm that does bomb disposal. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Daniel Jones. Yeah. What's up, Dan? Um, uh, well, we do shout-outs now. Good. That's because he's with Darnell Jones. Um, no, um, he knows just, what's up. Yeah, no, I was going to say he knows what's up, but you got there first. Um, if Progress, or, uh, or Future Shock, um, had a match away from a traditional ring... Mm-hmm. What would we do? Let's also let's bring in the whole the fact that everyone's noticed recently that DDT have matches that are nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, Arm wrestling, yeah, yeah. Now we did it. We had a booking meeting last week where I jokingly wrote on a notepad some stuff that we wanted to do, like reverse battle royal um, <laughs> uh, and, and and stuff like that. And it was it was meant it got retweeted a lot, and people were like, "Are you being serious?" Like, no, no. These are jokes that we bring up. <laughs> every time I do my podcast and every time you know John and Glenn are on we always mock each other for it so we deliberate in jokes and then afterwards we did these are the results of our meeting and one of them was buy a train because of the DDT match mm-hmm. on a fucking train um, so where would we do alternate wrestling matches it can be a serious answer it can be a silly one I mean okay. I, I, I know I have one so one thing I'd like to do is uh, anyone who's been to a progress show in London and been in the queue will know that in the queue while you while you queue, you accidentally um, block out in inverted commas street performers space, um, <laughs> and this is uh, the Mad Hatter who has a yeah. party. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I just want any form of match to go out where someone gets power bombed through his fucking table. You want a tea party brawl? Yes, that's exactly what. Do you I know want. what? That sounds like a great idea for a match. Have him come in and ref it as well. No, I want his actual table to be broken outside um, because he always looks really annoyed that people have dared to be on a street near him. Um, because obviously once you've queued once you've seen this show um, uh, and you are let's be honest mate you are one step above people who spray paint themselves silver and get money for standing still or people who just make a sand dog have you seen that now sand dogs are I like dogs no, no like Pete, this, there's a guy in Chester who does this I swear he comes in with a massive fucking mould oh no right? there is oh it's a gimmick it's, yeah, um... it's, you'll get some dude stood there with a brush just like he's made a dog out of sand Right, and then he'll just stand there. Back me up. Looks like he's maintaining it. Yeah, it looks like he's maintaining it. It's not apparently. It's not even sand. Is it not? No, it's a dog. (laughs) It's immoral. What's your least favourite street performance? (laughs) Uh, At Jim Smallman, hashtag Tuesday Night Jaw. Mine is the sand dog, specifically the one in Chester. Um, Mm. um, I would have gone if if it was going to be a future talk thing. For me, it was going to be something. It's good because we're very. We all want to play up our Manchester roots. Um, and so it would be something like, not for Manchester, okay. you know, um, I've, I've gone past one of the big roundabouts in town under the Mancunian way where there's a big space that I think used to have a skate park in it or something like that. Oh yeah. And I think that'd be a great place to have our very own kind of, um, what's the word? Like, like an iron circle match. Because, again, we've had matches like that that have been outside, like Finlay and, and, and Regal's parking lot brawl. So you can do matches that are outside the arena. Or the go back and find the the, the massive hardcore brawl oh, yeah, in, the in, this, in the junkyard one where you can watch 
Regal and Finley going, let's just fucking sit down and not get involved in this shit at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, where Regal is wrestling, that's when Regal came back from WWE, oh, yeah. that few months where he was back in WCW. He's wearing an England rugby shirt oh, during that. Now, he's a man who notoriously hates all sports. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, look at that and go, why? Why are you doing this? Oh, it's fantastic. Um, um, any suggestions? Man? Yeah, I'd have... Um, Tyler Bay and Trent Seven wrestle two other people on an actual mountain. Nice. Um, I would also have um, Chris Brooks versus the Hunter Brothers in a handicap match at Tipton train station so everyone can actually realise that Tipton is in fact a real place. Do people mm. not think Tipton's a place? Mm-hmm. It's not got a train station. It, no, you it go does. Th- no, it doesn't. You go through a wardrobe. See, I know Tipton's real because I love Frank Skinner and he used to talk about it all the time on stage. Yeah. I've got, a, a, yeah. for actually, for the, for the last Fight Club Pro Show. It's one of the easiest things to say in a, in a West Midlands accent. Yeah. Tipton. 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 Um, also, didn't, um, I mean, I'm sure when Vic Reeves and Bob Morty were being slayed, um, <laughs> I'm sure they said it at least once. Uh, hashtag Tuesday Night Draw. Get some gifts. Yeah, we want gifts. Gifts, <laughs> Vic, gifts Vic and of Vic and Bob yeah. uh, as Slade. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, next question. Joe Atherton. Why do wrestling fans have to be so negative about everything? I think we've covered this a lot today, Joe. Um, House of Horrors is a bold move. I agree. It is a bold move. Um, it's one of those things. You, on One week it is. From It feels that the, the complaining people in wrestling are... Oh, I don't like change. And then the next time it is, why is nothing changing? When, when, when people say there aren't surprises or that things aren't being booked well, what they really mean is, why isn't WWE using the storyline I used on my eFed two years ago? I don't think it's always the I, That's the extreme way of Yeah, exactly. Of but I'm taking it to the extreme example, but it's, it's, it's that thing I keep saying about we want change, but they kind of want to see it coming as well. Or it has to be the right change. This is something we've said in booking meetings, is sometimes catharsis is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Whilst it's brilliant to be Vince Russo and shocking people all the time. Also, Vince Russo thinks he can take Jack Gallagher in a fight. Oh. <laughs> a man with a legitimate uh, two-win, zero-losses MMA record. A man who taught people I, MMA. I, I, I reckon he can. You reckon Vince Russo can? Yeah, take? I reckon he can knock his block off. <laughs> I might just be saying that to incite Jack <laughs> into double-legging Vince Russo when he sees him. Jack. You should have heard what he said about your mother, mate. <laughs> um, but no, because Russo, it was constantly, how do we shock people? How is this a surprise? Sometimes people just want to see the see the person they want to see win-win. No, oh, yeah, exactly. That's what you don't always have to surprise. But that's why WrestleMania 2000 ended a bit shit. Because mm. it was, but we all want to see The Rock win. Yeah. Sometimes the right thing is the right thing. Yeah. Um... But yeah, wrestling fans, I've noticed this, the bigger progress gets, it's only the same percentage-wise mm-hmm. of of people who are being negative, but that's it's always going to be more, the more fans we get, the more people are going to be negative about the occasional thing that we do. Mm-hmm. And it and it's, you know, if, if we get to the level that I want us to be at, I'm going to have to put up with a lot of people complaining about our product. Mm-hmm. And it, because I take it personally, because I love our company, um, imagine if you're on the, if you're the scale of WWE... How many tweets they must get that they just go? We don't even read them anymore because mm. the amount of stuff they'll get is just negative. Or 
Well, maybe they do. Maybe they see the good ones and steal their ideas. Maybe. Again, I'm only just saying that just to wind people up, so they keep tweeting them. Um, so, I think as well, if, if people hated... If you were to just base it on people's online opinion of stuff, of, of how much it, it seems to be perceived that they hate something, then why does WrestleMania sell out every year? But, I don't get it. But then, if you based opinions on everything on online opinions... There has never, ever been anything good or worthwhile in the world ever since the dawn of humanity. Because people complain about everything. Like, um, I make Delisa Chaponda, hmm. who killed it on Britain's Got Talent this week. Without I'm swearing. Quite, or without swearing, sexist. without being sexist, because he is, as, as the world's going to find out, best kept secret. He's one of the best comedians in the world. Best comedians in the world. Works so hard, amazing backstory, likeable, and loves what he does. Hmm. You will not... You know, I don't think you'll find, a, and I've and you and I, we've both seen him kill gigs in front of all kinds of crowds. Yeah, to the point where he's as a, a safe pair, as bulletproof as you can imagine. Right? He's amazing. He is brilliant. He's funny. He's talented. He's natural. There are going to be people out there that will hate him. Yeah, and that's just the nature of the world. And those people will tweet him about it. And it, it's, I um don't read the comments on his videos. Yeah. I haven't. I mean, I think they've disabled them on Britain's Got Talent for, for many reasons. Also, as well, people, you know, it's different with Delisa, with him being from Malawi and everything. The, the people, there'll be people with a different agenda. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's the whole point. People bring their own experiences to it. And, and, you know, that's just the nature of the internet. A lot of it, a lot of it is negative, but yeah. there's a lot of positive out there, too. Um, Adam Knight. What's up, Adam? Uh, Michael Knight's son from Knight Rider, I'm led to believe. Um, oh, no, he's Garth's son. Oh, is he? Um, how do you rank uh, the House of Horrors against similar matches? For example, the Boiler Room Brawl, the Hollywood Backlot uh, match between uh, Roddy Piper and Goldust, um, which is a hate crime in quite a lot of places. Yeah. If you go back and watch that oh. with, with 2017 sensibility, I think even at the time I watched it and went, it's a bit, it's a bit dodgy. But then at the time, if, if social media had been around at the time, fuck me, mm. people would have gone mad about how bad it was, especially because it's got nostalgia. Part of it's because, you know, rest his soul, Roddy's passed on. Yeah. Um, and there was some, you know, it started out kind of violent. But let's not forget, the bulk of that was, hey, O.J. Simpson has just not killed his wife and gone on the run. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that was it. It was a parody of the fucking O.J. Simpson thing. And... and Ended when <laughs> stripped a man down to his, you know, brown panties. Was that the first brown panties match? <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, so, what other examples? So, there's the boiler room brawl, um, which, and there was more than one of those because obviously he had Mick had one with Big, Big Show. Show where he, there was a lot of blood because oh, he cut his hand. hand didn't then it? there was one with uh, Triple H on SmackDown in '99. Right. Was, wasn't there a parking lot brawl? Um, they've had various Iron Circle. Oh, yeah, JBL and John Cena. That was it, yeah. They had um, the Graveyard match in WCW. Um, you had Iron Circle matches. You had oh, even, even I might even argue, the first Lion's Den match, yeah. which wasn't in the arena. It was in the theatre at Madison Square Garden. Oh, yeah. Was it the, se- the second one was in the arena, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, when they had like the weapons all yeah. around it. Which I thought, by the way, super cool when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're the sort of kid who sent off the throwing stars, though, aren't you? 
Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You're the sort of kid who bought nunchucks. <laughs> Go full Steve Blackman. <laughs> oh, man. I will show you a Glory picture God. in a while of my son holding a samurai sword. I don't know how that happened, but I was on the phone to my wife and she went, the lad's got a samurai sword. I went, how the fuck? <laughs> she went, well, my sister's just giving it him. I was like, but, but why? He's a ninja now. We can't have him back. <laughs> um, technically, of course. People are going to point out now and be pedantic and say, he's a samurai, yeah. not a ninja. This is Claudio. Um, he's got my back. <laughs> his sword traps the souls of his victims. Um, shout out to anyone who thinks he's named after Claudio Castagnoli, by the way. More than one person has presumed that. Good work. Um, so, uh, you see, I really like I like mm. this because it feels different. and it, and it it mm. The other ones felt close enough to wrestling to be like wrestling. The original Boiler Room Brawl is very good. Yeah, It's very... It, you read Mick's... First autobiography, and he talks about knowing that it's odd because there was no commentary and it was shot like a film. Yeah. And it, and it, but it felt stylistically very different at the yeah. time. The one thing the boiler room brawl had going for it was it was in the arena. Yeah, the boiler room was underneath the arena, even though it was shot like this a couple of days ago. Yeah. So like that, it made more sense that they came out, emerged, and mm. finished the match. I kind of like if they'd have allowed the House of Horrors could have been a wing of the building that Bray Wyatt made his own yeah and I think they could have had a very interesting situation where, where, where you don't necessarily have to ask the, so so how did Randy get an Uber all the way out there in the middle of See, nowhere for that I, fight and, and it's well it's also the fact that he emerged like <laughs> sort of sat on my sofa and Tom and the wife and they're going well Randy's driven the limo right like that's how they've got to this yeah. like Randy's driven the limo and then when they got out they clearly showed the limo driver like just only a little bit and mm. like oh that's not Randy yeah but the minute that he emerged in the ring my brain went he's going to be behind him because that's what would happen in a horror film yeah. but again this fits in with the fact that Randy's act like a heel the entire time he burnt the dude's garage down <laughs> right <laughs> with his sister's he never, ashes he never, he never meddled with a man's shed no what I would have loved was a proper full on scary ring girl like not ring, ring girl, girl as in a girl from the film The Ring like just scary white eyes in the ring Randy the lights come on Randy's behind him. Lights go out again. Lights come back on. Girl's in the ring. Bray's gone completely. Randy loses his shit. Lights go off again. Randy's completely frozen in fear. Girl's gone. Sister Abigail. Boom. And that's how it, that's how I would have done it. Because that feels really cinematic and cool. And fits in with how nuts the House of Horrors is. That's that's me. Um, as it turns out, and we'll get to this question in a minute, it ended differently. Um, yeah. But um, How does it compare? Um, from a production point of view, loads of money. I, for me, again, I think there was a, it, like you said, it was a bit too clever. And I think there were a lot of people in there. It was the equivalent, for me, there's a lot of guys there working production who maybe studied not to do wrestling, but did TV and film. Mm. And are going, brilliant, we get to use all the stuff we don't get to use on Raw. Well, so the strangest criticism we've had of progress recently, and apologies if this is you sent it, I'm not mocking you for sending it. Uh, I'm we, not. I, I, we, it was something we saw on Twitter it wasn't directly addressed to the three of us mm-hmm. and I think either John or Glenn found it and snapped, screenshotted it and <laughs> sent it to us and it was a criticism of us. I think the, the wording was if anything the progress shows are a little bit too well shot and it's like our camera crew are fucking talented but they're not trained they're not trained to film sporting events they're trained to make films Alan Jack can make, and Debbie can make films that's mm-hmm. their that's what they want to do. They just happen to love wrestling a bit. I love how our shows are shot. I think they look beautiful yeah, yeah. and they look different because and because they want to make films. But like we looked at that and went, what the fuck? 
this goes back to the point of people will complain about anything. Hudson yeah. just went, the fuck? It's not Chris. <laughs> Why do you split up with him? I was just too nice. Yeah. <laughs> There's a man who's heard that before. <laughs> We've all had it before, guys. Come on. Um, no. Um, <laughs> carry on. With you, it's I had a yeast infection. You couldn't come near me. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Genuinely, well done. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Welcome to the season finale of Tuesday Night Jaw. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. Um, right. So, oh, do have um, another question. What is um? So what is is House of Horrors our favourite non non traditional match? No, no. What's yours? Um, I no, mine's the original boiler room, if you want to choose okay. that. One. I am going to go with Regal and Finlay in the parking lot. Yep. Sounds like a really weird episode of Cluedo, but there yeah, you go. Uh, I don't actually have one, and I don't really... Nothing immediately comes to mind, but that's not to say that I, I disliked it or hated it, because I didn't, I enjoyed it, and I'm sure I enjoyed a lot of it, like... Again, got to remember, I'm I'm a little bit younger than you guys, so I. I oh, I, rub it in. Yeah, whatever. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> so the only one that really like sticks out for me is the empty arena brawl because that was when I was just getting into wrestling. Um, but yeah, I, there's nothing. That... You're writing out, doing your developing your own little e-fed thing, going. Yeah. Finish, my finishing move is using a forklift. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, D'Lo Ween nice I've forgotten fuck I've forgotten the game oh, that took me a while but it then when it, when it clicked well done anytime um, Ben Owens what's up Ben what's in Bray Wyatt's fridge <laughs> half a brown lemon because some things are traditional yep um, <laughs> Chinese food in those boxes that you only get in, in America I've got it what Bo Dallas's hopes and dreams. <laughs> Fucking good night. And um, uh, a freshly prepared buzzard. Nice. Um, good. There was much talk of how heavy is that fridge. You see, that, that, that whole thing would never have worked over here because comparatively our fridges are tiny. Yeah, I mean, they've got full-on smeg ones, haven't they? Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, that was an ice cream. <laughs> it's more the way he said, how'd the match finish? Well, um, Randy got smeg on his face. <laughs> What? <laughs> Shut up! I I like seeing because he's red dwarf. So yeah. he's smagged. I now want Bray Wyatt to do a promo. That goes, it's cold outside. <laughs> There's no kind of atmosphere. We are all alone, more or less. Good lord. Um, <laughs> we've gone to places I didn't expect to. Um, Let me fly far away from here. Um, and fun, the, <laughs> fun. You broke him. I know. Fun. The um, <laughs> the final question I have um, uh, about said uh, match is from Luke Morton. It says, uh, and this is of course to do with how the match ended. Is Jinder Mahal a viable threat to Randy Orton's title reign? Well, 
Kind of, yeah, because that's how he's positioned. I don't think Jinder's going to win the title. Um, but again, when Jinder, so my, my Twitter feed was a, is a, when Jinder became number one contender. My Twitter feed was a mixture of people going, "What the fuck is going on?" and a mixture of people like Pip and and various other people just going, "This is great." So again, uh, three groups and puns around the word Jinder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean. Let's be honest, just based on size, based on his recent wrestling history, mm-hmm. then you'd go, no. Based on size and the fact that his attitude, they've really pushed the fact that his attitude has changed and uh, and also the fact that he's now got he's now got two guys working for him. And that's a big difference. Yeah. Mm. You know, I don't think he's going to win the title. Right. I will say, jump back in your time machine to that um, number one contenders match. Ask that question beforehand people wondering why he was in the match, going, do you really see Jinder Mahal winning this match? And everyone would have said, no. Mm. And he did. And do you know what? There should be an element of that in pro wrestling. There should be that any given day thing that you get in sports where mm. San Marino will knock the ball in 30 seconds after the first whistle against England. You know, that kind of stuff has to happen. Yeah. So in order for it to be unpredictable, it kind of has to be unpredictable. Yeah. Mm? Yeah. I think you are, yeah, you're, you're correct. It's, I mean, none of us see Jinder winning the title, though, do we? I, I actually could, yeah. What, like, like no one saw Sheamus winning the title that first time? Yeah, I suppose. I mean, why not? Like, and I, I genuinely, I don't mean that I'm like, tell me why, Jim, give me a <laughs> list of reasons why tell exactly. Me why. But no, you know, sure. But he, I mean, he's been like you said. He's been positioned as a threat. He's got, he's got the the Singh brothers with him. He he, he looks the business. He, he's a good talker, you know. And he and he's and he's pushing buttons at the minute in that country that that we all know are very sensitive. So fair from dusk till dawn, Marie. Oh, oh that is good. Good. That is good. That is good. Um, anything else on the House of Horrors match? Before we move on, yes, the next House of Horrors match I want to see is held by Kota Ibushi, <laughs> and someone's got to go over to his apartment in Japan and there to be a fireworks room. I want to hold a match in Egypt, and it can be the House of Horus match. I used Horus to... was one of the deities of the Egyptians. <laughs> right, no. So when I used to when I used to do local radio, I used to have to read out local announcements. Right. I used to have to read out local announcements, and one of the announcements I used to have to read out every Saturday was to do with um, there was a there was an Egyptian uh, an ancient Egypt society that would meet in Leicester, and I'd do the same joke every week, and the only person who I could make laugh was my dad. So I'd read it out and go. Um, uh, the meeting of the Leicester Ancient Egypt Society is taking place in the cathedral uh, this afternoon. Um, for those people from ancient Egypt, uh, that once again is bird, cat, dog, walking bird. <laughs> <laughs> I was so proud of it. And no one ever laughed. And I got away with it. Like No one ever picked me up. Because no one listened. So hey, no one ever picked me up. I reckon like. they enjoyed it, but they're just in denial. <laughs> the Nile is a river that runs... <laughs> <laughs> Good God! Um, sometimes we discuss wrestling. No, not very often, to be honest. Um, next up, 
uh, Seth Rollins kind of next up. I mean, this <laughs> happened during the House of Horrors, but the end happened after which, that. Which, a minor point, when they do that, it kind of sucks a bit of the life out of everything that happens in the meantime. Yeah, and it did. It, that did happen with Seth Rollins against Samoa Joe, which mm. it, in, little indie fan me was like, this is the match I really want to see. Mm. And then the atmosphere, the atmosphere was really good in San Jose. Throughout the show, it dipped a little bit for this because they were kind of waiting for the big payoff for the House yeah. of Horrors match. Um, it was a good match. The ending, I explained to my wife, she was like, oh, I don't like the ending. I'm like, it keeps everybody strong mm-hmm. because Seth needed to win, but Seth had to win by kind of flute rolling up cause, so yeah. Joe could still look like a threat because Joe does look like a threat. Yeah. And they couldn't do a DQ finish because they'd already done that earlier on. So yeah. from my point of view, I was, I was totally fine with it and I like how they're positioning... Seth, etc. On Raw, as someone and, and 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 like this might actually be a bit surprising. There's someone that's never really seen a lot of Joe or got into a lot of Joe's work. I'm really, really, really enjoying him at the minute. Like I'm really enjoying him because I don't know why it's just been dead weird. Like randomly, I've just never really been watching when Joe's been doing like his his main stuff. Like I, I dipped into ROH, I dipped into TNA, but I wasn't really sort of picking it up and, and I enjoy this stuff in NXT but I'm I'm really, really, really into this. This is this is good. Like I just I just really like him. He's 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 good. And and, and Seth Rollins is really good as well. And it was just Do you know what? I, I to, to, to be fair, I, I felt like this was the right match to be in the middle mm-hmm. if they were gonna have something in the middle because everyone's still kind of going to go, oh yeah, that was really good. And like, if you, for instance, you go back and watch the show, you'll still go, oh, it was a really good match. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was fun. And it was, uh, and again, what a time to be alive. Go back a few years and say, hey, you know what's going to be on the pay-per-view after WrestleMania? Tyler Black versus Samoa Joe. You know? <laughs> and, it, and, and, and again, the, what's wonderful about the fact that they've just uploaded all the, the initial run of Full Sail NXT's yeah, yeah. is again seeing the evolution of the characters because Seth Rollins, compared to where he is now, was appalling in his mm. early stuff. And I'm not saying he was bad, but in compared to how well-rounded he is now, when he was swinging the belt around his head and moshing and swinging his arms and, and all of that stuff, he is night and day from there. So seeing his evolution... To where he is now, it's just it's it's interesting. And some people would say evolution is a mystery. Sorry, still not the worst pun we've had. No. Either, by long the way. Max minimum overdrive. Oh, is that um, the Seth sense? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, a chic sense. Oh, yes, yeah, oh. so I was like, I was like, I mean, really, like my half my brain's just been going. Mark Henry portrait of a serial killer. Oh. Well, that's more of a. That's wow. more of, I'll be honest. That's more of a thriller slash crime driller, drama. But you know what? You know, get up, mate. It's my game. Um, <laughs> right, main event. Uh, Braun Strowman um, featured in an Argos advert this week. He didn't. There's just there's an Argos advert where someone just goes, oh! <laughs> every time it came on, on the meal, the misses it goes. Braun Strowman, <laughs> Matthew Butchmania. If you're listening, that's for you. Get what? it edited. Let's be honest. Braun Strowman drives a monster truck, right? Like, if, if Braun Strowman pulled up out here now, let's say we ordered Deliveroo and Braun was doing the driving. <laughs> I mean, right? I mean, he, I mean would have, he would have eaten it on the way yeah. in, right? But he would pull up in a monster truck with flames coming out of it, right? Yeah. Or it's like the Simpsons episode 
the, 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 the tall, really tall man. In a tiny box. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He'd, turn up, he'd turn up in a Ford KA or a smart car. Yeah. Although, on, a, on an aside, um, at WrestleMania, um, I got to see... I, I didn't get to meet him. Jack did. I didn't get to meet him, but I did get to see him from afar. Braun Strowman's dad. Amazing. Who looks exactly the way you'd hope Braun Strowman's dad looked. Yeah. The same size, but with white hair and a beard. Yeah. It's brilliant. I think there was an Instagram like selfie of them both, but it, it oh, was just like... Just, it just warms your heart, <laughs> it, it? it? really looked like he just put a filter on himself. You know, the, yeah. um, oh, the, face, <laughs> the face app. That's all he did. He just, oh, he God. Just... By the way, um, I, um, I may have a friend um, who could have put Finn Balor through the face app to see what he looked like as a girl. Really, apparently, it's really confusing. <laughs> um, so Braun, um, at, at the Brooker Man, if you want me to DM it to you. Um, so the thing I love about Braun against Roman Reigns. So when um, when my friend Tom and when my wife sat down in the lounge, near, near, like my wife watches Raw religiously every week. Normally, sat with our boys. So mm-hmm. you know, while I'm away, she watches Catch Up on Raw and SmackDown. And and Tom hadn't seen Raw, he doesn't have Sky, so he hadn't seen Raw recently. So he went, have they built to this? I went, um, well, they're going to show you a video of it in a minute. But basically, Braun killed Roman Reigns, pushed him off a loading dock, <laughs> and then put him in an ambulance, and then turned the ambulance over with his bare hands. Which... And he went, that was camera trickery, right? I went, nope, nope, Braun... Is like his tattoo says, he'd be country strong. <laughs> and, and he... Wait a minute. He has basically left that tattoo off a block of farmhouse cheddar. Yeah, he is fucking nails, and that that is one of the that's the sort of thing that's made his that one spot has made his career. Oh. In the same way that there's little things that will be played that have happened on Raw mm-hmm. years ago. In, so in the, 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 the opening entrance, the beer truck, the beer truck, Kurt Angle's milk truck, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, just things like that. Yeah, yeah. That him turning an ambulance at the where to Stephanie, that shit, all that. It, him turning that ambulance over and the fact that they do it at an angle where you know they've not cheated to do it it's, him turning that ambulance over is fucking brilliant it was uh, I was at that Raw in yeah. Long Island and it was wonderful it was that okay surely they finished now and and there was someone outside I, I was waiting outside and a helicopter came past and Someone said, "Hey, think Brian's going to throw that at Roman?" <laughs> just, just, it was how, like Homer Simpson after he jumped the gorge. How awesome would it be if, like, after he flipped the ambulance, Penn and Teller just walked <laughs> in and went, "You're wondering how he did that?" <laughs> it's like that was uh, raw talk. Talk. What? What's that one called? Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit with Penn and Teller. It's it's catchy. It is. It is. I think that's what it's called. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's fantastic. The, yeah. I'm not finished with you yet. Oh. I mean, if they wanted to make, if they wanted to make a wrestler a star, I mean, let's be honest, Braun's been getting a great reaction anyway, because Braun is massive and strong and, let's be honest, good at the wrestling. Now, there's something that I pointed out, there's something I pointed out while I was watching this at home, and that is, lots of fans, so Tom kept saying to me, he kept saying, I don't. I don't understand why people don't like Roman Reigns. And I'm like, I have this same discussion on Tuesday Night Joe all the time. <laughs> and and he said he said to me, and he said, do you think it's because they've pushed him too quick? And I went, hang on a minute. People love Braun Strowman. Fourth ever match was on Raw. 
Yeah. It's and be- no one's got that vibe about Braun. So why have they got it about Roman? Because Roman Reigns wasn't Daniel Bryan at a certain point. Yeah. That's it. That is, yeah. that is exactly it. No more, no less. And it just became, this is what we do. It's... Did... He, he's like Jeremy Corbyn. No, he can win things, mate. Hey! <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Hey, you're not still employed by the BBC, mate. <laughs> anyway, that's as close to politics as I get. But the point is, there's there's this thing where they, they did a thing where they went around giving Jeremy Corbyn's policies to people mm. without telling them who it was. And they went, oh, that's very reasonable. That sounds great. That sounds great. Oh, it's Jeremy Corbyn's. Ugh. It's, it's that you ask someone why they don't like Roman Reigns, and it's like the same people who voted for Brexit but can't tell you exactly why. Yeah. Because the real reason is, I don't much like brown people. You know? Or something along those lines. I must stress this. Not everyone. My no. dad, my, uh, um, first to say, my dad voted Leave and I've pointed this out before. And 52% of the country voted Leave and 52% mm-hmm. of the country is not racist. That's the point. Um, I was not talking I, about... I, 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 yeah. It's, I, I, there are people who cannot say why. Yeah. They can't back it up. But they can, but they will say what they've heard other people say, and it's just it's like bullshit bingo with the Roman Reigns things. Oh, he's pushed too hard. He doesn't deserve it. He's only here because of this. He's only here because of that. And when you say, "When was the last time you saw him have a bad match?" and there's that horrible, awkward quiet in the air. Mm. I think you're right. I think he's. I did any of us expect? I didn't expect. I expected a proper schmoz finish to this, where stuff was on fire and things. Like, because <laughs> the show was mad at this point. Did you expect the finish of that match to be a bit like one of the super moves from Injustice, Gods and Monsters? Yeah, I expected oh, it just to like be, Doomsday, him punching him right the way through I the centre of the earth. Expected it to be properly insane, and I was surprised that it wasn't that insane. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the, the match was good. And they they gave Roman an out because he's fucking hurt because he's been pushed over in a fucking ambulance, right? Um, so they, they, it's the most ironic injury of all, isn't it? It is. So it it's they gave Roman an out, which is fine. Um, but I still didn't think Braun would win. I thought they would Roman would win against all odds, yeah. especially when he did the bounce off the ropes. Is there anything thing. you might do to get a Phil Collins reference in? Oh, you bastard! You beat me to it. I hate you both. Um, so. This is the thing that we've been asked a lot is, is, I mean, it's all to do with Braun's improvement. Now, again, Braun's never been bad. Braun was very, very new when he first appeared on television. Mm-hmm. So you've seen Braun grow up from yeah. brand new to pretty good. They've done a really good job of not putting him in a bad place, except for once, which was the Royal Rumble, when he was in it last year. Mm. And he ended up in there with Brock Lesnar and he looked like a... a Fish to the slaughter, a lamb out of water, whatever you want to call it, and and it he just it was in that moment it was he looked a bit like don't know what I'm doing, but he has been credit to him and credit to the people around him. He has been used right and put in the position where he can get better. Yeah, yeah. and and when given the opportunity to shine, he's shone. Um, I I I genuinely really rate him, and I've been saying this for months now. Yeah, but he's really good, and mm. and you know not scared of not scared. Of, Taking a kick in, not scared of, of dishing it out. Mm-hmm. You know, really, he's quick for a big man as well. Like some of his stuff in the ring, he's not lumbering. He's, no, no. But, he's, uh, but to get that good that quick is he's amazing. he's the closest we're going to see to someone picking up the big show's mantle. Yeah, that's a really good. As the big guy who can do stuff. It's like the idea of him just going around to the big show's house and picking up his mantelpiece. Because <laughs> you would just let him. Yeah. Um. We had this question um, 
regarding the, the title situation, uh, and that is from Liam McDonald. He says, who do we see as the first challenger to Lesnar's title? Because if you think about how they're positioning it, you've got Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, the two people who beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. You've now got Braun Strowman, the man who beat the man who beat The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, me personally, I, I see... I still see it as Roman Reigns against Brock Lesnar because I think they've got unfinished business at well, that, WrestleMania. That, that's inevitably going to happen. Mm. As to... But I don't think that'll be the next thing that happens. Could well uh, be Braun and Brock. Could be Braun and Brock because mm-hmm. everyone loves alliteration. And you've got, you've got Finn Balor... He called him out, and then on Raw, we've had loads of people calling out. Oh, yeah, Lesnar. absolutely. Because so, they all know he isn't there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Vince Russo called him out on his podcast. Too. <laughs> um, oh, the things Vince said about Sable. You wouldn't believe it, Brock. Seriously. Worse than Cornette. No one's worse than Cornette. Um, Hashtag choose an actual. Uh, Glenn Jacobs Ladder. Um, oh, there's a. Thanks. Oh. Thanks, guys. Real names. Um. For reals is um, so yeah. Who, who do we see? Let's all name a name. Who's next? Brock Lesnar's next title match. Who's it against? Chris Brooker. Go. Seth Rollins. Matt Richards. Go. Head says Braun. Heart says Balor. What does your spleen say? Yeah, I told you to pick one. <laughs> what does your irritable bowel say? <laughs> no more. No. no. <laughs> Stop giving me bread. Help me. <laughs> I envy the ducks. <laughs> wow, that's a really it's weird... A really good one. Yeah. Well, technically, we now know that you shouldn't be giving the ducks bread either. So I think yeah. if we were to test Matthew, he would have duck DNA. He's I, um, I was listening to TalkSport this morning. I'm sorry. And, and, sorry. Off now, and the, uh, the Moose uh, was on, one of their sports reporters. Yeah. And he was doing a quiz... And he was going, what's the name of that rapper? The Duck. What's he? The Duck. And they went, you mean Drake? The Duck. Started from the Duck Pond, now we're here. Um, um, and a final question um, from Jim Taylor. Um, What's up, Jim? And if you've not seen Raw yet, Raw's good. He's got a very good main event. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, did the Miz, Balor, Rollins... Uh, uh, Ambrose segment on Raw elevate the Intercontinental title or reinforce the absence of the Universal belt? Um, and it's a good question. And it's it's a good question. It's not a smarky question. It's a good question. Um, I think it, it did... It, it. I actually think it, it elevated both titles. It sounds really weird. No, but it elevated no. the IC title straight away because it's there. It also, in some ways, it elevated the Universal title because everything was based around the fact that everyone... Wants the universal title, but it's not there. Yeah. So it's the you know it's it's you know when Poochie's not in the room, everyone should be asking where's Poochie. It's it's that. It's a bit like it's like the um, Michael Jackson video where all the celebrities are turning up in that warehouse and he comes in on the the, the camera at the end. Sure, that wasn't a dream. <laughs> no, it's real. Just because you were born a fortnight ago doesn't mean that anything that happened before two thousand and six isn't real. Um, I, 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 I do think it elevated the, the IC title, but I will be like brutally honest that I genuinely this morning forgot who the Universal Champion was, and I had to go on WWE.com to, to double-check. I'm gen- and that's genuinely the, 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 the truth, because I don't watch Monday Night Raw, I watch YouTube Monday Night Raw, so I just watch mm-hmm. everything in two-minute forms. Um, but yeah. you've got, you're a youth, you're a youth, and you've got no attention. Fucking spot. millennials. 
I mean, it's more that I don't really want to pay over the odds to Sky Sports, but yeah, all right. <laughs> Murdoch. <laughs> Should have heard what Vince Russo was saying about your mum, Rupert Murdoch. Um, Bram Stoker's Dracula. See, I was going to make that, and then I thought, no, Jim will moan at me for it. But it's, it's Jim's podcast, mate. It's my podcast, mate. It's not. It's Get Pips. It's <laughs> <laughs> Pips. We all somewhere, know his boss. Somewhere Pip is eating a cheeseburger and going, too fucking right. Well, let's be honest. No, Pip's got the feud with you, mate, because you stood in his place at the last yeah, progress. Yeah, yeah, in trouble. So Keeping it warm. Um, <laughs> what's weird is, because I have been looking through lists of horror film names, <laughs> and, and what's really weird is how many of them sound just like either wrestlers or wrestling movies. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. one called Steel and Lace, and that's like, that's just a tag team from WCW in hey, 1990. Sounds like a good weekend to me, that. For. <laughs> um, <laughs> strange craft session at WI, but in Sheffield. <laughs> right, let's let's end on um, uh, the last couple of, of puns. Um, <laughs> I think that's what we should do. Okay, okay. okay. So, horror movies. Horror movie puns. Let's... Horror movie oh. puns. Come on. And don't forget, tweet us, at Jim Smallman, hashtag Tuesday Night Show. Um, I've got some really niche films and I'm like, oh, Cujo Joe. Oh, nice. Oh, that's good. Hey. Also, The Boogeyman was, <laughs> yeah. was a horror film. Yeah. Um, the Shining Wizard. Nice. You oh, that's again. fantastic. Good. That's good. excellent stuff. Good work. Yeah. Um, the Silence of the Brams. Good. Nice. I like that. Nice. Oh, wait, that's really more of a sort of murder, murder um, serial killer. See, I don't just do it to you. No, no it, would, it would probably be in this list. I've got an 18 certificate, isn't it? Yeah, I'll, I'll, allow, I'll allow anything that's got a, a, the odd jump in it. Do you know what I mean? Oh, how about this one? Tucker and Dale versus Evil. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad when you're punished so bad you have to do an exploitative accent to sell it. Uh, the Howling New Day Rising. That's the thing. Wow. Oh, God. Um, there's some fucking terrible horror films. Um, genuinely, genuinely terrible uh, horror films. That I, I need to name one more, but I'm trying desperately to come up with one whilst looking through these lists. One, one more each. One more each. Oh, man, you put me on the spot here. I know. There's one just called The Dentist, which is, of course, Isaac Young from DDS. Yeah. Um, Try desperately to come with a Hellraiser one. Yeah, I've been trying for a while for that. I'm trying really like Hellraiser or Poltergeist are the ones I need to try and get in. See if we could use golfers, it could be Ian Poltergeist. I got one. Zeb Coltergeist. Nice. Oh, nice. Oh, you're good at this. Yeah. Well, if I used Google, I'd be killing it. But some of us want to keep things real. <laughs> Not me, mate. I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> literally don't care. I mean, technically, you could put Leprechaun. For in space. Have you used all of your empathy for animals? Is that what's happened? Is yes. Because I care deeply be about le- them. You're going to be letting monkeys out of cages soon, aren't you? You're, you're the source of Outbreak. Oh, Outbreak was a good film. Not a horror film, though, was it? I don't know. I, was, I mean, it came out before you were born in 1999, didn't it? Or wherever you were born, you fucking millennials come around here. Infant. Uh, Big Bubba Hotep. Oh, which is a great film. There we go. Good. 
feel like I've done I'd say it's cool. more of an exploitation or genre movie. Oh, yeah. oh, mate, it's fucking under <laughs> horror film here, for God's sake. Uh, Road Dog Soldiers. Oh, well, good, good. And, and oh, would you just, like would you just take that fucking thing off him? <laughs> for God's sake. I'm going to turn that, off the Wi-Fi. What's that one about the dock? The dock? What's the one the about dock? the dock? Oh, yeah. <laughs> James Drake, that's Yay! the one. <laughs> See, what I did there, ladies and gentlemen, was I took an earlier joke. Call back to it, which means it doesn't have to be good. Correct. And um, that's how we make a living, Jim. Yes. <laughs> da, 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 da. Scene. Um. <laughs> Are we at the party that should have ended an hour ago? Yes, yes. yes. Um, right, plug your social media, guys. We did the plugs at the start of the show, so just do your social medias. Um, Where are you at, Chris? I'm at Benjamin J. Schofield, and you can catch me at the Crystal Maze in Manchester. I am at... <laughs> I am it's at, not really him, he's the Brooker man. I <laughs> am at James double underscore Drake, um, and just tweet me, because I love all of you and your opinions. Uh, he's actually M. Richards' host. Um... Uh, I am at uh, Billy Kirkwood at Glenn Joseph no I'm not um, I'm uh, Jim Smallman uh, but you know that because I've said it several times while asking for your puns um, next week I'm going to tell you what's on next week next week it's Tuesday Night Jaw meets Travis Banks oh he's I, a lovely man he's and a, everything he says sounds like a question it does a little bit um, but it's uh, it's cracking I had a good chat with him that's out next Tuesday um, uh, so we'll see you then cheers for listening you legends support everything on the Distraction Pieces Network or people will be around your house with that cheeseburger in his hand. I don't I don't know the reference. Right. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.